The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ladies, if I am anything to you, I'm the harbinger of the everyman, the real man, the dusty rose, woo, hard times, baby man. And with all that said, I say to you with all of my heart, yo, fuck Ezra Miller, but I'm going to go see that fucking Flash movie. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you've dined on pork and beans or dined with kings and queens, but it sounds like pork and beans for you since you're going to go see the Flash. But hey, I'm not here to yeah, judge. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hot times, daddy. Believe me, Hot we'll time, be talking about daddy. that in a minute. But before we start talking about that, let's say hello to the big rig, Nick Utam. Yes, you're no longer the last standing Simone. You're not the big rig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we killed the Simone thing dead, you know, over the last couple couple of years, if not longer. But yeah, glad to be on this Thursday night with you guys. Uh, glad glad we could do this show this Thursday. I thought we were gonna be ki- thought we weren't gonna do it, but we are. So you know, the summer of bullshit. Stops for no man or woman, but I look at the demographics. We're not the thing is, like, I look at our audience metrics, we're now 98% male. It used to be 96. We used to pride ourselves on being, hey, 4% of our audience is female. No, it's down to two, but the audience keeps growing, and you know what? We're just happy to have people. So, folks, welcome into episode 355. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a review of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Today is also May the 4th, so that'll be fun. We have our headlines, we have some games, we have some Patreon news, as well as other things to announce. Nick. Dion? Oh, by the way, folks, Kendo will be here in a few minutes. He has to take care of some family stuff because, you know, family comes first. Family. But, guys, I have great news because we're returning home symbolically as well. So I may be back in Ohio, but, folks, this September, WCBS will be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo, but this August, we will be at Horror Hound. It's official. We're locked in. The table's done. We're set up. We're good to go. So if you want to come out to the Indianapolis Convention Center, you can come hang out with us, and we are going to be there uh, hanging out, talking. We're going to have we're going to be treating this as the pre-soft physical launch of Wokebusters. So we're going to go there. We're going to have proton packs. We're going to have the Wokebusters trailer. We're going to have all kinds of cool stuff, banners, giveaways, flyers, as well as all the WCBS stuff, as well as all the art that I bring to Horror Hound. I'll finally be able to sell tits and art in person, which is going to be nice because you can't sell that at a comic show. <laughs> well, it's good Horror because Hound, the, tits and then, art you'll, then you'll be able to you know, sign the tits and the art. That's important. Oh, folks, you if look at folks. You guys want to come get your tits signed by me? From the books, of course. All you have to do is uh, get yourself a copy and bring it in or get yourself one there. But folks, this will be August 18th through the 20th at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis, which is on 100 South Capitol Avenue. And we're going to be there. That's where Horror Hound began. That's the original location. That's where we are going to be. And that's where we're already locked in for. So I don't know if there's any guests announced yet. I don't know what the situation is. Um, oh, hold on. We do have some. Let me uh, talk about those real quick. Because, guys, above the World Class Bull... Actually, no one's above the World Class Bullshitters. But <laughs> next to us, you can meet George Went from Cheers, which that's actually kind of cool. You can meet uh, William Cat, the great American hero, a.k.a. the man who was almost Luke Skywalker. Ken Krasinger is going to be there. Amanda Weiss and many, many more. So that's all they have announced right now. But, folks, if you like Freddy vs. Jason, you should pick up that Freddy vs. Jason fight poster that I'll have. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. You still have so many of those. Holy shit. <laughs> Not as Dude, that was the best thing ever, though, because, you know, I paid X for it. And, I, you know, you sold Y to make I, the profit. And it's just people love that poster. I think I, think I still have mine. If, if um, 
if I do, uh, if I do still have mine, I'm, I'm going to bring it in and have it signed by by uh, Ken. If not, I'll just buy one from you. It's fine. <laughs> You're on the show. Just say, "Hey, Jeff, give me one of those posters, and I'll hand it to you, and you'll go get it autographed by Ken Kersinger. Yeah, and then, do... and, and, and then and then I'll and then I'll wait to have it uh, signed by. Um, uh, Robert England, if he ever shows up again. So what I'll do is I'll hand you forty bucks and two posters and say, "Go get it signed for me as well." Yeah, definitely. And that way I can have both guys <laughs> sign it because I look. It's my. It was one of my first pieces of art. It's something I'm still proud of, and I. Uh, I would like to have it autographed. So that's going to be fun, folks. Remember, that's August 18th through the 20th, Indianapolis, Indiana, Horror Hound. WCBS is coming back, and you know what, Nick? I think Robert England's going to be here because Freddy Krueger is in the image for the show even though only Amanda Weiss is listed. So I'm guessing Robert England's going to be at this show as well. So, folks, it's going to be a good time. And uh, children under 12, they're free. So I don't think 12-year-olds listen to our show. <laughs> Hopefully not, because we say some choice words like facetious that they might and, not understand. Uh, and, and, and Nubian. Can, uh, Nick, oh, what's a Nubian? No, no, no. They're doing the, I think they're doing the, the anniversary of it, man. Oh, okay. Is, Wait, is Johnny Depp going to be here? That'd no, be amazing. In 2003. Oh, I thought you meant the anniversary of a night around Elm Street. I'm like, that'd be cool. Shit, yeah, it's 20 years of Horror Hound. Yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm fucking old. Um, well, at least, it wasn't, at least it wasn't 40 years ago and Evil dies tonight. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should have a setup at the table for people that want to come over and play the Halloween Kills drinking game. We'll just play. <laughs> we'll take a shot every time Evil dies tonight. Folks, if you want to come hang out with us, oh, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is, it is the, yeah, it is, it has been twenty years. So I think that this is going to be the anniversary show. Yeah, but if if England shows up, then um, yeah, dude, I'll get it. I'll I'll happily get get two signed for both of us, man. I'll stay in line. I don't give a shit. It's fine. You rock, dude. Yeah, it'll happen. Now, speaking of people rocking, I just want to give a quick shout out to our new patron, Paul Otis. Thank you, Paul, for joining us. Uh, folks, now that I'm back in the Midwest and this is the summer of bullshit, we're going to produce even more content. So, guys, just be on the lookout. I know, man. I'm going to have a t-shirt and everything ready for June. So you can actually celebrate the summer of bullshit in a comfortable Summer of Bullshit t-shirt, folks. All of our wonderful merchandise is available at shopwcbs.com. If you're excited for Wokebusters, go to wokebusterscomic.com and pick yourselves up a copy. Been working on that. Uh, we'll be back at my work desk tomorrow. It won't arrive, but I'll use a different desk. But folks, all the updates are available online. But the thing you guys want the most is the show. So tonight, we've got all the fun trappings of an awesome WCBS episode. Episode 355 is live. Now, guys... I've already let it be known. My week's been pretty crazy. I just moved across the country, took care of a lot of stuff. But Dion, how you been, man? Uh, I've been good, man. I've been good, you know. Um, PlayStation did an error message, and all my error messages I send back, I send some wild shit. Like, it called me fat, and it hurt my feelings. Or I'll be like, yo, it called me a piece of shit. It doesn't know me. So I, I'm sending that right now. But in terms of how it's been, it's been busy, man. It's been good. Fucking... Work's been busy, but it's a good busy. Not, people ain't getting, like, fired and shit, which is great. Which is great for me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the wife works there, too. It's like, okay, there are challenges with that shit. Busy. Sister's crazy and shit. Ah, I'm awesome. New job. All right, motherfucker. Cool. You know? So it's been, it's been busy, man. It's been, like, fucking... It's pretty, it's I have a question. Nice. It's pretty nice. Did you, have, did you have any beer at the movie? I had a lot of beer at the movie. And then I got, you know, I had some, you know, took some California shots before I went there and then oh. got back. And then <laughs> That's the thing I miss the most about living out there. 
Well, I mean, well, you, know, you know, listen, baby, you you a little bit closer. You you be a little bit closer to Chocolate Daddy. So you know, we kind of we gonna hang out. We got shit planned for the summer. The summer bullshit. We gonna be in person and stuff. Oh Hopefully, yeah, we are. You know, it's gonna be great. It's gonna yeah, be none great. of this. None, none, none of this. You know, Jeff with Jeff constantly saying, you know, my people talk to your people. Those people would never call you back. You know, it was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. My people are assholes. I fired them all. That's good. That's good. That's good. Right. You need new people. You need new people. Um, I do. Yeah. Uh, also, folks, during the summer of bullshit, Dion talks about us being in person. Expect a fun live stream of Dion and I drunk walking around a theme park. <laughs> oh, dear <laughs> God. It's going to be an event. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have to put clips and shit. Y'all are going to see it. Me, oh, oh look it. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you've been good lately? Oh, I've been amazing. Um, yesterday was a fun, fun day. I got an email from my HOA saying there was an active shooter nearby. Oh, dude, I saw oh, that. I was on a plane flying home during that. Yeah, um, I got I got an email from my HOA saying, uh, don't go outside. Um, there is a shooter outside. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess I'll just stay inside, do laundry, you know, clean the place, you know, whatever. And then, you yeah, know, I, 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 have, I, have, I have the ring app on my phone. So, like, there's a neighborhood thing that happens. So, like, every time some ass a white woman posts about something in the neighborhood going wrong, it pops up. Uh, but apparently... The guy went from Midtown Atlanta to Truist Park, um, Smyrna. Truist Park is exactly five minutes from me driving, so it's very close. So I was just, and then like all of a sudden they put up a thing saying the the police put a you know a, um, a shelter in place notice. I was like, all right, well I guess I'm in in for the long haul. And then around nine o'clock they caught the guy. So, but yeah, he was yeah he was shooting up a lot of stuff. He he uh, sold some cars. Um, and you know, did a lot of destruction, a lot, a lot of, a lot of terrible things. But uh, they eventually got him. So, but they, he went around, the, you know, damn, damn near the entire city. It was crazy. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it was nuts. There was sadly another one of those today at a McDonald's. So, shit just keeps happening, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of those things where I was like, I was gonna go out and do stuff, and I was like, I'm gonna stay inside. And luckily, I have well, a video, I have a video doorbell in case anybody, you know, tries to get get inside. You know, I'd see who it is. So, yeah. I don't blame you. Look, you got to stay safe. The world's a crazy place. But uh, oh, yeah. I'm glad you're all right, man, because I was, like I said, I was flying home, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, shit, Atlanta, fuck. So, yeah, 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 and that was, that was like, right down the road for me. I'm just happy mom didn't see it, because if she oh, saw yeah. it, I would have gotten a million text messages and all kinds of shit. I'd be like, I'm glad she didn't see it. I'm glad they didn't put it on the local news for her to watch. But, what I would uh, feel for someone who can do an Indian accent right now, like, to make that... <laughs> Like I would fucking, I would be, a, I would pay to be the fly on the wall if your mama fucking saw that text come through, and like the shit that you would have to deal with for like the next twelve hours. I would pay to see that shit, dude. She would want like like half an hour, half an hour check-ins or at least fifty minute check-ins. Based on what you you live, yes, you live. Based on what you said, I would expect you to be like, she just told me to share my location. Like that's that's what I would expect. <laughs> She would. Like, she, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm she's like, she's kind of she's kind of tech, technology illiterate. She wouldn't she wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah, but call your fucking brother. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't wrap me out. We're 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 cool like that. It's fine. I mean, you better hope. I mean, you whatever you know, little bribes you need to do to make sure that motherfucker don't turn on you in case one of those texts come back through. This needs to go into your action plan for emergencies, sir. Because <laughs> all it takes is one headline. That's true. That's true. I mean, I am, I am, I am heavily, I'm heavily considering buying, buying a firearm for sure, just in case that shit happens, you know, in real life. So, 
The X came out after John Wick Four, and it's supposed like because that was like what they kind of use a movie to sell that. Apparently, that one was was there were some deals out there for that one, sir. I, don't know, I got I got I I got three good friends who all who all are are, are heavily armored. I'm gonna go. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna look into that, but I'm gonna ask them as well what I can what I can get that's gonna be good for uh nice. for basic basic home stuff, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm, I do know. Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll 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 see we'll see what happens. Sorry, I stepped away for one second because I realized where there was beer left over from Christmas, but not a bottle opener. But it sounds like you have well armored <laughs> friends. So, Are well, they armadillos. They all well, 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 all okay. Well, put it this way: um, one of them has a one of them has body armor, and the other one has an actual safe in his basement full of everything for twenty twos to um, to twelve gauge shotguns. Damn. He's, yeah, he's very heavily armored. I've one of them I've known since since I've since high school. Very very cool guy. I love him to death. Um, yeah, heavily heavily armored. Whenever I go to his place, we always get up early on like Saturday morning. We'll go shoot at a range, and we'll go through like his entire almost entire collection. It's a lot of fun. I'll be right yeah, back. I, I fucking love it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's gonna, he's gonna be back with this crazy motherfucker, my man, my brother from another mother. <laughs> My other brown from downtown. Did you go see Guardians of the Galaxy three, sir? No, I did not. I I am I I I can't watch. I'm, I'm not in the superhero thing anymore, so I just ignored it. I mean, I, I did watch um that movie. What was it? Sisu last weekend. I forgot that, that came out last weekend, dude. That yeah, it was kind of. I was gonna surprise the old lady to see that shit. How was it? It's very, it's very like Tarantino 1960s World War II movie. Like it has the titles and it has the chapter chapter titles on it. Mm-hmm. The way the titles up there is very like Tarantino 1960s kind of stuff. The violence right. is there. The violence is there with the John Wick level. It's fucking fun as hell. Um, the character doesn't speak until the end. The guy doesn't say fucking anything. Um, really? But it's just him. It's just him whooping ass like fucking World War II style um, towards the towards the German army. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's it, it's amazing. I mean, just just the way they filmed it and looks and everything that it's really it's really well done. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to watch it in theater, man. It was so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, worth it. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the trailer for it came out. For those who don't know exactly what the film that we're talking about was Sisu, that came out. The trailer was on the John Wick Four uh, trailer list. So, which is awesome. I know it had been talked about the last few years because it's it's. It is the people who did John Wick, right? Right, Nick. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and yeah. I think I, I, yeah, they. I, I don't know when they had time to do it, but they did it at some point. And it's uh, basically a Finnish soldier from Finland finds gold, tries to get past the Nazis towards the end of World War II, and um, they they won't let him buy because they're trying to like you know do the whole scorch earth thing and kill everybody and you know burn everything, and so they try to take him out and take his gold, and he's like, "Not today, motherfucker." And he goes on a John Wick style World War II ass kicking. You know, Nick, what this sounds like is a really extreme remake of Leprechaun. <laughs> Leprechaun in the War. I'm down. <laughs> Leprechaun in the War. But like, like I said, in the, like I said in the, uh, in the text message I sent you earlier, there is a fight in the tank that reminded me of Last Crusade, made me very happy. Um, but like, yeah, the guy, the guy, the guy just you know kicks ass. Uh, it's so much fun, man. Now speaking of. Uh, Last Crusade and Indiana Jones, folks. 
uh, be on the lookout. We will obviously have a review of Indiana Jones 5 and the I don't know why the fuck they're making this movie anymore. But what I'm gonna I started working on this week is money. Because money. Well, what we're gonna have in terms of content in the coming weeks, folks, is we'll have retrospectives, uh fun style retrospectives. I was gonna say like an Oliver Harper review or a minty, because I love those videos. Well, I'm going to do my take on Indiana Jones, the trilogy, and the fourth one. So, folks, be on the lookout for those. Those will come out weekly as we build up towards Indiana Jones 5, part of the Summer of Bullshit. So, guys, let's start talking about some of the stuff tonight. We have our favorite new game that we play here on the show, Headlines. Now, we'll talk about May the 4th in a little bit. Maybe never. Who knows? That's not really Star Wars Day to some of us. But let's guess the fake headline among these, okay? Of course. So, first right. off, Arkansas woman pleads not guilty to selling over 20 boxes of stolen human body parts. Life-size sculpture of euthanized walrus unveiled in Norway. Ten-year-olds found working at McDonald's until 2 a.m. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say the walrus is the fake one. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want to go with that one as well. Well, guys, joke's on you. These are all real this week. Oh, dear God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the body parts is alarming. The McDonald's stuff is sad. But the life-size sculpture of a euthanized walrus just made me laugh. Like, that is legitimately the headline verbatim. Yeah, I've been, I've been <laughs> hearing so a lot of a, a lot of crap about um, a lot of companies wanting to roll back the rules about having children work in, like, factories and shit. Yeah, and what is this, 1920-whatever? Well, they want they want cheap labor. They don't want to pay anybody, and and you, you can't really like you know automate certain things. So they're like, oh, kids are smart. They can do things right. They can TikTok. They can they can no. operate heavy machinery. It's fine. So I saw somewhere um, they're yeah. trying to le- lower the age limit of to fourteen that they can sell alcohol in a bar. I'm just like, what I mean, the hell's happening? Welcome to the future, baby. Yeah, I don't want to live in this future. Take me back to 1985. Actually, none of us were born, and it wouldn't be... Well, Nick, you'd be born depending on what part of the year it is, but, like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. The only person who would benefit... That, that's our time travel movie. We all get sucked back to the 80s where we think everything's great, but we have Kendo to take care of us because, well, things were better for his kind back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always, that's always a joke with time travel. It's like you have to be a white guy to time travel. You can't be a person of color or a woman because... You'll be listen, killed if you're you'll be killed if you're a man. If you're a woman, you'll be you'll, you'll be you'll be burned at the stake as a witch. So listen, I, I, it is weird living in that time period where that's kind of like a lot of what's going on right now. So it's like okay, like damn, like we're gonna be old enough one day to look back and that like that was a thing culturally. Like you know, Dude, it was not it was not the year to be a white boy. Think of all the things that we've lived through recently that are like we can't believe those were culturally acceptable or how far we've come. Like. If we were to look back, if we were to talk to our college selves and explain the way the world is today, we would be so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like, yeah, just um, be, be, be real happy you are where you are now. <laughs> Listen, start, start worrying about you now because things get real weird. Motherfucker, you remember that TV show where the dude had Goldberg on there and Gary Coleman? Yeah, he became president. And then, like, you remember that other dude, his wife, she wanted to be president. And, like, it was weird, you know, and that kind of fucked everything up. So, yeah, man, like, you know, just, just like, just make some money. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to fucking need it. 
Hey, TLJ Screwjob, one of our wonderful members, and folks, thank you for joining the WCBS membership program if you have. I do have the full X-Men video up, and it won't get taken down this time, so check that out. But he says, did you guys ever do a drunk watch of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I believe that was like yeah, our most did, recent drunk recently. watch. Yeah, we did it recently. It's on Patreon. It should be, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a hard one to get through. It's really That's like a personal movie. Like, I hate it for personal reasons, so it's hard to, like take a step back and review it critically like we're going to do Guardians tonight because it's just it's one of those movies for me folks it's like what The Last Jedi is for you guys or The Force Awakens or The Rise of Skywalker Indiana Jones 4 is that bad to me it does all the same shit that they did to Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and Princess Leia it just does it differently and just as dumb I almost said dumber but you can't get much dumber than the Disney Star Wars film so I thought why even try but yes, TLJ Screwjob, we did watch, or did do that one, and, uh, well, if you ever want to hear us watch good Indiana Jones, we did all the, we've done all the Indiana Jones, folks, so all we have to do is the fifth one, and then we'll have them all caught up. Uh, one last thing before we start proper, um, first off, you, on my end, StreamYard says we've been live for three hours, 21 minutes, and six seconds, so, unless I've just gone through a time warp, I don't think that's accurate. But, uh, secondly, one last thing I do want to bring up before we start is, Guys, I made it to Universal uh, Nintendo World before I left. And Ooh. it All right. It I bring it up for everyone that ever thinks about going. It is worth the trip. If you like video games, it's like you stepped into Mario. I hate I was grinning from ear to ear. I haven't been that happy in a long time. Man, I walked through that warp pipe. It was like whoop whoop whoop. I'm in Princess Peach's castle from Mario 64 and holy shit, man. Hey, it the is who awesome. Know Jeff personally you're like we believe it, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, only... it's going to come. It's going to come to Florida here soon. I think so. Not soon. Enough. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like even the food was good. So what? I mean, like, yeah, dude, the food was fan fucking tastic. That's like that's always the clincher with a lot of these um, uh, amusement parks. Is like the food is overpriced and shitty. But if the food is like good, that's that's amazing. They actually put effort into it. That's good. Yeah, it's better than what I've heard from Disney lately. So. Yeah, well, the way all of the Universal food's pretty solid. Like when I was living out there, uh, we were trying to hit up all the different locations to eat at in the park, and they, for the most part, were pretty legit. I mean, I don't think I ever had a bad meal at Universal. It's, it's not like overpriced carnival food. Like the stuff at Knott's Berry Farm was fine, but it was just pretty much that, you know, overpriced, you know, funnel cakes and hot chocolate and stuff. But I had like gourmet Bowser food, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> Got that gourmet shit. Yeah, man. Uh, Darian217 says you're half white. Maybe you have time traveled for the last three hours. Maybe I have. Maybe I have. Um, so, folks, it's time to start talking about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, Nelson, the gentleman, I don't think we're going to go with that word of the day. So if anybody else wants to send in a other word of the day, uh, let us know. Nelson, what you uh, send in? Well, I don't think Chomo is the right word. So <laughs> we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> Because you can get litigious, or it's just, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, folks, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Marvel is back for the second time this year after the wonderful disappointment that was Ant-Man 3. And now we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which was a surprise. Uh, I know Dion's take, he knows my take, but I'll, and we'll tell you each of them separately. But for me, this was a big step up from Ant-Man 3. It was a much better movie in most regard, in every regard to Ant-Man. It looked better. It didn't feel as cheap. There were still a couple of scenes where they clearly didn't have budget, like 
when those creatures appeared around them at the end, like when they're in the all black room. Like that's how I think of Marvel movies. Any Marvel movie that's in an all black setting, they just ran out of money because it looks, you know, just like anything else. But we're not going to harp on that. We're going to talk about this full film, and I'll say um, what I've just said. So, Dion, why don't you give the first your first take, and then I'll go after you. What do you think? Um, first take, you know, I, I really, really liked it. I mean, if anything, um, Marvel is, you know, doing them a disservice with how good this movie is. I mean, it, it is it's going to end up being up there with with a lot of the better Marvel. Um, you know, it's in a, you know the the funny thing is seeing the trailer for the Marvels and then watching this movie. You know, <laughs> you, you you see it's a tale of two Marvels. You know, you have the Marvel that's trying to make movies, you know, for Twitter, and then you have the Marvel that takes their shit seriously. Um, and you know, this movie proves they take the May release seriously. Um, you know, the Marvels right now is scheduled for November. You know, November's going to be the experimental bullshit. You know, Happy the, the, birthday, Dion. Oh, go fuck yourself for that one. That's a shitty fucking birthday gift, Marvel. You know what you're doing. Buddy, I got Black that, Adam. That, that's better than what we're going to get with the Marvels. I'll tell you that right the fuck. Fair. I can, I can say that with an honest face that yes. Black Adam will be better than the Marvels. It's, it's, it's not going to be. You can call me on that shit. But yeah, the, the Guardians 3... You know the the hype that they had put into it with the trailers coming into 2023, the you know the build that they were clearly going for, you know the 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 attached hype that comes with a third finale for a franchise. They they put all that into this movie. Um, uh, it's it's it is serious. You know it, it starts out like a film. You know they wanted they wanted Guardians three to be the the one of the the, the tent poles for this year. Um, it's crazy that the company that made Guardians Three made She-Hulk. Like it's it's fucking crazy. It's it's a weird tale of Jekyll and Hyde in terms of what's going on with Marvel, uh, not just the, the the MCU, but Marvel as a brand name. You know, they do things like Guardians Three, and then you have the current comic releases. It's fucking weird. It's crazy, but damn, this movie is good. Damn, this movie is good. See, I, it took me the whole movie to decide if I actually liked what I was watching because the first part, it was so, I don't want to say self-indulgent because I didn't have a problem with this movie, actually. I'll just put that out there at first. I thought this was a very dark Guardians movie, which I liked. It had some heavy themes. It was about topics I didn't expect, but it wasn't until we got to the high evolutionary on that other planet, the other Earth or whatever, I thought yep. the movie picked up there. That's when I thought the movie became a a good Marvel movie. Like there was so much of this, folks, that was like a ton of flashbacks to Gar- uh, to Rocket Raccoon. There was a ton of stuff to it. Just it was kind of a slow burn in the beginning, and that's you know that's fine. That's not a bad thing. I like Hot Fuzz, and that movie's a slow burn as well. But I do agree. This is a big step up. If you take and you compare this to uh, Ant Man three or She Hulk or the Eternals or anything from Phase four outside of Spider-Man, like, this feels like older Marvel. I will say this is my least favorite Guardians movie, but that doesn't mean it's a bad film whatsoever. I just think the first one's great, and the second one has some really strong moments that make me like it the best. And, you know, like, I feel this movie wastes Adam Warlock. It was pretty much stupid, the way they treated the character. Now, I don't have any emotional attachment to Adam Warlock, but I just found him to be kind of limp 
Like, he really didn't add much besides one or two key moments. And, you know, you could do a lot more. And also, too, I hated how it ended. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later, folks. We'll get into the spoiler territory. But Dion, how after the big final battle, that conversation they had, I did not like the direction they took Guardians at the end. So that doesn't color well, my whole you, perception you, of the you, film. You watched why it is not a perfect movie for me. You know, it's it's the same. And, and we'll go into this a little bit later. But, you know, in terms of my reasoning to rebut what you just said, rebut, excuse me, is Guardians rebut 3 Montana? suffers... <laughs> Keep making me laugh and shit. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sound cool for the show, and you fucking made me laugh, asshole. Uh, Gar- fuck you. I lost my train. Oh no, Guardians Three. <laughs> fucking Jeff Hicks. Guardians Three suffers from what Endgame suffered from. Hmm. Elaborate, please. Think on that, motherfuckers. World class bullshitters. Tune in later. We're the show. We're on here every Thursday. That's our show. <laughs> pay into the other things. That was a fucking mic drop moment. It's going to get clip that shit. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. We can do that. Uh, we need to hire somebody to do our clips. Um, Xavier God says Ant-Man 3 was okay, but Shazam 2 was slightly better. Well, this movie was better than both of those, and I didn't dislike Shazam 2 at all. I thought it got a lot of shit, so. Now, this movie, I'm trying to find the, the synopsis. Essentially, the Guardians, and this is from Wikipedia mostly. You can read this stuff, but it's about Rocket gets injured, and through a series of flashbacks, we start to learn about his origin, and we meet the High Evolutionary and his plan, and basically his plan for, not universal domination, but essentially playing God. And I want to say right off the bat, the guy that they got playing the High Evolutionary is much better than the guy that plays Kang. I like this guy quite a bit and would have watched him in more shit, because he broke down and screamed and acted like a baby, and it was good acting. Like I was like, damn, when... I rarely have this, but I think the sign of a good film is when you really hate the bad guy. Yes. And after I watched after I watched him torture Rocket Raccoon, when we finally see Rocket escape and scratch his face off, I audibly went, fuck yeah, get that guy! Because I was like, I mean, I'm not about abusing animals or any of this shit. And I know it's all fake, it's all CGI, but it's just like, uh, it's kind of hard to watch him you know, chop this shit up and do these things to these cutesy characters. And so finally when he got his comeuppance, I was happy. And he is just a piece of shit the whole movie, and I love it. He is somebody that you can root against, you can hate, because it's like, yeah, some of the stuff he's trying to do. Like, see, some of the best villains have like... is the year of the villain, baby. And you know what I noticed too? Remember how in a lot of entertainment, they're like, well, we can't have black villains. This dude's a black villain, and he is a piece of trash. He is a bad guy. I watched him get his face scratched off, and I cheered. But, like, goddamn. You know, for all the political stuff that people talk about in the meta-narrative of these movies, this one seems to avoid a lot of that. Let's answer the question for somebody that's like, is it woke? Well, what do you consider woke? Like, if a woman has a speaking role, is that woke? Or if black people can do something, is that woke? I don't know. But... It's just it's as woke as the other two Guardians of the Galaxy films are. If you consider the last two Guardians of the Galaxy films woke entertainment, then then I guess you're gonna consider this one woke, but I never thought a story about a guy, a girl, a raccoon, a tree, and a Batista was particularly woke. That was just that's just my opinion. Bitch, if you watch Guardians Three and you go on the whole woke thing, your ass gonna be backpedaling in like three years because this. You mean like everyone's backpedaling right now over Super Mario? Oh, let's get some extra clicks and some views and say how woke Super Mario is. Fuck those people. Every single one of them. And fuck the critics, too, that went on and on. This is a shit movie. Look, it made a billion dollars, and I get it. Not every 
good movie makes a billion dollars. Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. The Force Awakens made two billion dollars. And all the Disney trilogy movies made a billion dollars. But you know what? The critics liked those movies and everybody hated those ones. Those are what you would... If you think those movies are woke, you have nothing to worry about with Guardians 3. It's almost like asinine to keep asking that about everything. Like, you know, watch the trailers. You can get the vibe. Oh, there's a black woman in the movie. Yeah, she's green. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny movie. It's not as funny as the other one, but, uh... I was impressed walking out, and I want more Star-Lord. That's why the movie ended the way that it did. Yeah. Now, um, Dr. Meeple asked, how did the High Evolutionary look? I wanted to, I brought this up because I wanted to talk about this, and Dion, I obviously want your take. I thought this movie was well-designed. It looks a little different than other Marvel space fare, which is a good thing. Um, I didn't like a lot of the set-based stuff. I thought, you know... I'm not saying it looked small or cheap. It just, I don't know. It was it looked kind of small. I'll, I'll say it like that. But uh, either way, High Evolutionary looked great. And a lot of the stuff looked great in this movie. Uh, Dion, did you, what did you think of the overall design of this film? I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, you could tell the, the, the parts where, you know, this is getting into the fantastical part of Marvel. So a lot of it, it's going to be very difficult for them to make a lot of things practically. But... Um, and, and yeah, there were a lot of places and, and moments that were very clearly, um, you know, you can tell what was CGI and what wasn't, which which isn't the end of the world. But in terms of moving the storyline, if story along, it fit. Um, but yeah, in terms of the design and everything, I absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, they they, you know, they they do a lot of specific callbacks, even in the dialogue, where it's like, hey, this dude's from Earth, and he's like, yo, you know, back home. You know, I haven't seen my fucking grandfather in forever. So they, so they still have those, those, those cues, and the, and then they definitely have a part where it is supposed to look like a specific time, and it looks really good. You know, the 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 the, the, the vehicles from that time period that's in that part of the movie look fantastic. You know, even the wardrobe for you know for the people that are supposed to be in this period of Earth. It's crazy. Oh, seventies, like, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, the seventies, it looked great. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, a lot of the computer stuff looks computer stuff, but a lot of the other stuff that was practical looked really, really good. I didn't think the CGI was as bad as other Marvel movies. It was fairly well integrated. I mean, some of the stuff, like what I consider. I mean, good CGI is supposed to look realistic, and I thought the creatures looked good. Rocket always has that level of reality to him. Um, the other animals that the high, high evolutionary was experimenting on, they looked great. Except the walrus in the wheelchair. That kind of looked hokey. But, like, other than that... And right. here's the thing that I wanted to say in my earlier assessment. Don't This really isn't a movie for kids. And I'm not saying it's, like, this over-the-top, violent, bloody movie. It's just, I don't think this is going to resonate with kids. It's a family movie. It's about legacy it's about animal abuse and human trafficking in like adult themes and again it's not like an r-rated movie it's not it's it's a little more violent than the other guardians which i like you know because it's fun action but i do really want to stress on that point like your kids might like it they'll want to chant i am groot and by the way can you believe he said something else besides i am groot in this movie that was fucking wild i looked over at phil and i like i had my jaw on the ground i was like what (laughs) yeah that was that that was pretty crazy um, but yeah, I just that's kind of my takeaway from this movie. As fun and light as Guardians 1 is, and as serious at times as Guardians 2 can be, especially with the Yondu stuff, like he may not been your he may have been your father, but I'm your daddy type of shit. Like that was those were good lines. 
But this movie has a lot more, but it's not hokey and cheesy like other superhero movies that try to get into it. I really dug the whole, you know, oh, Drax, you're not stupid. You're meant to be a father or Star-Lord connecting with his granddad or, you know, Gamora connecting with everybody and Rocket taking over the little babies and all that stuff. Like it was all a well done movie. I, I, I was watching it thinking that, God, this sucks in the first maybe 30 minutes. I'm like, I'm not feeling this. But it, it got its heart, it found its footing, and I was happy. Uh, like I said, is it the greatest Marvel movie? Fuck no. Is it the best Guardians movie? For me, no. But would I watch this again? Yeah. It was solid. I liked all, everybody, and everybody did a great job acting. Like, no one phoned it in. Like, when you watch some of these superhero movies, you can tell who's there for a paycheck. These actors all like each other, and it shows on screen. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, I do have a couple questions for you. Now, folks, we'll talk some spoilers in a few minutes, so don't worry if anyone's been like, oh, are they going to say something spoiler? I know we've we've kind of jumped around and said some kind of spoilery stuff, but nothing too specific yet. But um, where would you rank this, Dion, in terms of every other Marvel film, since you've seen them all mostly twice? It's easily in the upper echelon. You know, in terms of the all of the fans that called Martin Scorsese a bitch for when he shat on Marvel, this is going to be in the upper echelon for you. So this is going to be, you know, in your S-tier Marvel. You know, it might not be the best of the S-tier, for sure. Um, But, you know, this is very much on the same level as uh, Civil War. Absolutely. Or or Winter Soldier. It's, it's, It's up there. Like, the folks that love, like, the Avengers movies, but haven't seen Winter Soldier, this is what you're going to say. Yo, if you want to see the good shit, watch Guardians 3. It, you know, Even if it's not your favorite Guardians, bitch, this was Marvel making a movie. This is where it's like, yo, you know, Marvel was kind of bullshitting with She-Hulk. Marvel's clearly bullshitting with the Marvels. You know, Marvel's clearly, you know, they, you know, it is a billion-dollar company doing billion-dollar company bullshit with a property. But Guardians Three was like okay, they know they know what they're doing, and this was a good ass movie. It's okay. I don't think as much of it is Marvel as it is James Gunn. Like people can have the opinion on him all you want. I'm not here to try to talk down to you or tell you to change your opinion. But James Gunn is an accomplished filmmaker. I mean, look, he's the head of yeah. DC Films now. He's made tons of successful movies. It's stupid because you didn't like his sense of humor, which I don't like either. But to deny that he's successful is just kind of silly, and like. That's why I think the movie is what it is, because he knows what he wants to make. He knows exactly what he's trying to tell and put on film. And right. I do think he overindulges in this movie at times. I really think... Oh, absolutely. They're, they're like, absolutely. They, they, I hate the ending of this movie, and I'm not going to talk about it just yet. I actually hate that last scene. But, like, it's a little too indulgent. There's too many slow motion shots for me. There's just, you know, like I said, those little things are, like... Just, you know, fractions of points you shave off at the end of the day. Because if I'm judging this movie strictly on story, I loved the story. I liked what I saw. Star-Lord was fucking cool. Like, how many movies do you watch where the main hero is just a doofus and, like, up until the end he's a doofus? And you're just like, why did I cheer for this guy? Nah, Star-Lord has his moments and shit, but he's Star-Lord, duh. But in this one, he does some really cool shit and it's not as cookie-cutter as you'd think. This movie's not predictable. That's what I really liked about it. I didn't, you know, I mean, obviously the good guys are going to win and this and that, but you're not going to be able to guess every beat of this movie based on the trailer. Believe me, we've, we've all Listen, seen the trailer. Everything so. that you think you know from the trailer, you don't. 
Like they do a very good, again, this is a very good example of this is a corporate machine. They, when they want something to be good, they do what they did for guardians three. And you see, you know, the moments that you think are occurring in the movie based on the trailer, that's not what's happening. The trailer did not give that much away. Um, and it is, it is, it is a good by the numbers film. You want everyone to like it. You make a film this way. And, you know, in terms of, you know, going back to part of what Jeff is saying in terms of the ending, you know, if you want a product of its time, Guardians is also going to be that. It's not going to be the perfect movie. It's not going to be the best Marvel movie because of how they end the film where you're like, okay, that's, that's the Marvel, you know, that's, that's the thing that kind of irks people. And, and, but damn, the rest of it, very fucking good. Yeah. Like, folks, I can't stress enough. People are like, oh, should I watch this? Should I skip it? If you like the other two Guardians of the Galaxy films, I highly recommend you watch it because you're going to want closure to the saga. And I would I would call this the least funny, and it's not a dig at the quality of the film. It's just, it's not like, it's funny. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll kiss 12 bucks goodbye. But you won't, like, I don't know. You won't go, oh, this joke doesn't work as much as it doesn't, or... Other movies like Ant-Man 3 force the humor. This one, everybody kind of gets what they're doing, and it's funny. Um, what'd you think of the Nathan Fillion cameo? Because I thought that stole the scene. Nathan Fillion's the fucking man. I know Nick and I have said this till we are blue in the face. The world missed out on an Uncharted movie with Nathan Fillion. That motherfucker yeah. can't help but be great. You know, it, it's it's we just have to find the movie or game or whatever fucking character for that man. So he can become a legend in this business because he is the fucking man in this movie. And yeah, had they, yeah, had had they had they cast him in, in Uncharted, we we would have been at <clears throat> Uncharted like two or three or three or four by now. Yeah, no question. We we'd be at Uncharted eleven if they yeah. did it. What you know, it, it Nathan Fillion proves why he is the hottest commodity. Just like he is, he's not ever gonna be fucking Brad Pitt, but that motherfucker, he damn sure is going to be like, that motherfucker is, he's cool as shit. He's Danny fucking Glover cool. He's fucking Paul He's cooler than Danny Glover, man. (laughs) No, he's not cooler than Danny fucking Glover. Danny Glover's Uh, too old for this shit. Nathan. Casual people know three Danny Glover movies, and two Mm. of them are all-time greats. Danny Glover's cool as shit. Nathan Fillion's Danny Glover. He's Billy D. Williams. He's Paul Newman. The motherfucker almost, if they give him any more time in Guardians 3, he steals the entire fucking movie. So what you're telling me is, all you did is list really cool black guys. So you're telling me is Nathan Cooley, Nathan Cillian is Paul the coolest Newman, white. Paul Newman ain't black. Paul well, he's dead white. too, so. Well, he was. Yeah, I don't know what color he is now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gray. <laughs> gray with, with, a, with, with, with a hint of green, with a hint of green. He's a better Damn, shade of whatever guys? than uh, y'all giving fucking Marvel shit for being dark with this movie, and y'all dark motherfuckers. Oh, he's gonna be you know. Great. All right, listen up, Mister Dark Fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was about to say, I calm enjoy down. his ranch dressing. <laughs> You're the darkest one here, Dion. Calm down, calm down. True. In an in an alternate reality, Nathan Fillion played Nathan Drake, and Bruce Campbell played Sully, and Uncharted was the greatest action comedy in history. <laughs> That's the alternate reality I like. I want to be in that timeline, Jeff. Why the fuck are we in this one? I know. I know. Uh, honestly, too, in that timeline, 
the Green Lantern movie was a billion dollar hit because Nathan Fillion played the Green Lantern and it was Lethal Weapon <laughs> in Outer Space. He did it in the motherfucking animated movie. What more do you need, DC? God, that's why these this we're in this fucked up situation because you fuck the universe gave you the RDJ of DC and Nathan Fillion is fucking Hal Jordan. What would have been the fuck? Well, like and then the movie Zach process. got all his credit. Fuck that dude. That motherfucker wasn't like, oh, hey, here's the fucking physical embodiment of Hal Jordan walking around talking and doing things. Why is he not? Because fuck you, that's why. Fuck you, Zack Snyder. That's another reason to point out and say fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> well, uh, maybe we'll do some alternate reality. That's what we should do, guys. One of these weeks... Is if we need a filler episode to record, or we should just do it for the summer of bullshit. We should do an alternate reality podcast where we talk about all these great movies that exist in our other reality. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, yes to Jason Green in the chat. If you're offering Chuck Norris autographs, we would all love Chuck Norris autographs. I mean, come on, who wouldn't? But uh, uh, was I gonna say, folks? We're gonna have a new PO box at the end of the month so we'll we'll put that out and we'll make that very public and that way you guys can connect with us we'll be returning to the tales of the p.o box and we'll just be back with that too so there we are but back to guardians of the galaxy 3 um yeah it was uh it was a good time dion let's talk about some things yeah. you didn't like the ending i mean like i said it, it's it's again it's it's you know the ending it, it, Earlier in, in 2022, especially when, you know, even before that, when, when, when She-Hulk was a thing, you know, when we talk about the corporate side of Marvel and where they wanted to be as a company, you know, that's going to affect the movies that they make, obviously. And you're going to see the moments where it's like, okay, this is setting up for something else. And that, and that becomes, especially as a, as, as a, as a film fan, it can be distracting and, that's what this ending suffers from is it's them setting up for the next thing. You can't have, you know, Jeff and I go on and, and, and not just Jeff and I, but you know, obviously the other, the other brothers on the show, you know, Nick and Kendall, you know, we all love Beverly Hills cop too, because it's a complete movie. It's a sequel, but it's not, you know, it leaves the door open, but it's, it's Good not standalone on marketing. It. It's a standalone, you know, yeah. and, the ending of Guardians 3 suffers from that we're setting up for the next thing syndrome, you know, but not in a cool way like James, early James Bond, but in a very calculated way. And you can tell it because it's just so ham-fisted. All of the slow motion, you know, uh, it's just so much slow motion at the end. You know, it's not, you know, it doesn't match what all we were doing. Like, bitch, if you show it normal speed, there's, you know, you have drama without wasting people's time and it you know it's it's just you know it's very reflective of what affected endgame you know that the same sensation you get from the all-female avengers moment in endgame that you know that's going to go down in, in history as what dates that movie you you get that with guardians 3 where it's just like it's just like so dramatic and it's just so all those emo all those emotions you already had in the rest of the film we're going to try to feed on that for tension because, you know, we're all tired. want to get the fuck out of here. So uh, that's my biggest gripe. That's what keeps that movie from being a perfect movie is it's so corporate at the end. And then you have, you know, hey, 
this is also to set up for later. You know, and it's like, damn, I am part of a franchise now. Gay capitalism. <laughs> I didn't like I, the slow motion well, dance. So, folks, uh, this is a small spoiler, but Rocket inherits I the, the Zune of Star-Lord. And he decides to play the Dog Days Are Gone by Florence and the Machine. And I hated that song when it came out. And the end of the movie is like a five minute or however long the song is. And they just dance in the streets. And it's just a dance. It's not like a funny dance. It's like this. I hated it. I just I was like, what the fuck is this? Everything. Like, if you would have started the movie and, and then put that ending in the middle, I was like, this is the worst Marvel movie ever. Obviously, because it would make no sense. But like, I just there's there a lot that I hated. But the good stuff was so good that it really did help elevate a lot of this movie for me. But that ending was dumb as hell. And. It just didn't match. You know, Guardians has a very um, unique soundscape that most of this movie captured, but it did not blend well at the end. So I was disappointed in that, and I didn't really like that all the characters are kind of going on their own journey. Because, like, it feels like... Look, I know it's the last Guardians movie, but it just feels so final to the point where I just don't even care. Like, they all have a nice send-off. When the you know when a send off is nice, kind of like Indiana Jones three, you just don't want more. And so personally, I know, like I said, we know in the press that Gamora and Drax, Batista and Zoe Saldana aren't coming back. But I don't want anybody to come back. Rocket, Groot, Star Lord, anything like it was all good. It was enjoyable. But they've all served their purpose for me, and I think it's time to just never go back to the Guardians of the Galaxy, even a one off. I'm okay. They're all doing their own thing. I'm happy with that. But I just. I don't know. I don't ever want to see him again. It's a very... I mean, it's it's very dramatic. Yeah, no, I I get it. Oh, I get it. And then one last thing that I do think the movie does shoot itself in the foot. When they rescue all of the kids from the spaceship, they talk about rescuing all the animals. And they talk about no life, no lower life form will be left behind. And it has this whole, you know, animals are important scene. And that's cool. That's fine. I'm not against that at all. But then the movie ends with them on a planet going to kill a herd of creatures. And I was like, wait a second. This kind of goes against the whole message of the movie about them rescuing all these animals, but then these animals are going to be slaughtered. It's like, either don't make the scene about how they're going to rescue everyone, or don't do the scene where they slaughter them all, like these other creatures. It just kind of felt weird. It's like, oh, this is your message? Cool, no problem. Wait, you just undid your message in five minutes. So it's kind of like <laughs> stupid in that regard. Kind of like kind of like Rise of Skywalker, where they just kept contradicting themselves every thirty minutes. Yeah, but not that bad. Never that bad. Like, I think you would like this movie, Nick, quite a bit because it, like I said, it's dark, it's weird, it's not your normal Marvel movie. Uh, Adam Warlock was also mishandled. Dion, I don't really have the attachment to him like some comic book right. fans do, but he was kind of an idiot. Like he was adult. Well, I, I understand that, and I, and I think to to my point about your reaction being, you know, a little little dramatic in terms of yeah, this is them. We are watching Adam Warlock crawl so he can run later. He is very much going to be, whether that's the future of the Guardians or or his own spinoff. The motherfucker that they use, they didn't get him just for a one off to be adult. You know, this is. You know, he's going to go off and Guardians 3 and and back to to my point about my issue with the movie to your question is it's doubling as a great movie. We want this to be a great movie, but we also want it to be a launching point 
for the characters. So, you know, your point about being kind of mad about them going off, well, yeah, they're going off. Batista, that motherfucker's about to be in his fucking 50s, and Zoe Zeldana's, you know, she's kind of weird, so she doesn't want to be stuck with being Gamora, which we as, 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 as fans of the business understand, but this is so they can keep Chris Pratt in this motherfucker. This is so Adam Warlock can come back and be a branch off into the fantastical Marvel for films and it not be as shitty as the Eternals. That's what this was for. And that's the part that I don't like. I don't like, I don't like that Adam, and again, to Jeff's point, I like Adam Warlock. You know, he does some goofy shit, you know, especially if you read, you know, if you're, you know, people who were really big fans of Thanos when he was revealed, you know, those people like Adam Warlock. Like, you know, he's not, you know, he's still not the highest level, but to Jeff's point, you know, he, he deserves he deserves his respect. This is to set that up, and everything with his his mother, you know, everything with him being a child. He's a fucking dumbass kid in a fucking relatively popular actor's body. So this month we can pay this dude to be in four or five movies. That's what this was, and I don't like this movie being a finale. But also, hey, watch our other shit because you can see how. How hammy it is. All them dancing, you know, and Nebula is laughing. I'm like, you know, that's that's kind of goofy. Like she should she can be smiling, you know, but her being stiff is what made earlier parts in the movie so important, so impactful. So so she's kind of like laughing goofily when she doesn't ever do that. It's kind of bullshit. And then you've got all the fucking, you know, the goofy dance, and like we did that with the Christmas special. It doesn't have to be, it ain't gotta be fucking like that. You know, I mean, we get it. Everyone's inclusive. Yeah, we got the animals and shit. It's a little heavy fucking handed, but whatever. And that's why I don't like it. But that he's a fucking idiot. So we can see him grow as a character because of the good shit in the in the other, you know, 80 percent of the movie. Not to go back to it, but man, I liked the high evolutionary so much. And like he's such a great bad guy. Oh, my God. He was such a piece of shit. I loved it. Yeah, I, like I said, folks, it's it's rare that you get to boo a villain like this. But if you go out and you don't boo this guy, I don't know what you're expecting. Like he's a right. bigger piece of shit than Darth Vader because Darth Vader was conflicted. This guy's just an <laughs> asshole. Oh, that was my favorite line of the movie when Drax is like, "Gamora, you're an asshole," <laughs> or "Nebula, yep. you're an asshole," or whatever. <laughs> well, and that was and that was why I enjoyed the build to the movie because you're asking where is Gamora, and then when she finally shows up. You know, and 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 to Zoe Zaldana's credit, I mean, you know, she can be kind of weird. You know, she's still kind of uh, rebounding from the whole Nina Simone thing. She does a great job of playing a character where it's like you remember me as something. This Gamora is very reminiscent of when Don Cheadle took over for Terrence Howard, where it's like, hey, I'm here, deal with it. Like that whole premise is her character in this film, where it's like, hey, you know, I get it. You know, you have a, a memory that's a different that's a different me that wasn't me as a different fucking woman, and then in the end, you know, so she's like, okay, I get it, like I get it, I get it, but I'm a different bitch. So deuces, you know, what I'm saying. So it makes if they do it a very they there are some heavy handed moments, but they do it a very well rounded way. What was the Nina Simone thing? Asks TLJ Screwjob. So she played um, an actual uh, 
black musician artist um, where, you know, historically speaking, she was very famous back in the day. And one of the reasons why it was so important was because she wasn't very uh, aligned with what people thought of at the time. So she made, you know, she, and she had a very tumultuous life. And one of the, the things about her was that she was very dark skinned. She's a dark skinned black woman. And they cast Zoe Saldana, who was very vocal on Twitter, as many people know, and she played someone who was a way darker complexion than her. And she kind of, you know, and then and now obviously the movie was very, 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 very heavy handed. But, you know, she kind of eventually came out and was like, hey, I didn't understand the severity of playing someone, you know, who was, so much of what they were doing artistically was based on the fact that she was very dark. You know, I apologize for that. So, uh, you know, she's, you know, especially in terms of fans kind of rebounding from that, especially with how much she fucking talked on Twitter. Hey, when are we going to get an apology, speaking of Twitter, from Netflix about the whole Cleopatra thing? Because <laughs> I don't care what you're, I don't care what they taught you in school, Dion. My grandma said Cleopatra was black. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know I mean, what? They, they, they're not going to. It's fucking Netflix. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Nick, I got our time travel movie. The WCBS, we go back in time just to see what color Cleopatra was. That's our whole point. <laughs> It's like uh, Professor Kendo is at the university, and all of a sudden he's like, guys, if you come down to the science lab, I'm going to show you something cool. We get zapped in the time machine. We get taken back to ancient Egypt, and there's Cleopatra. That should be our... Uh... Well, honestly, we should just do a fucking radio drama of that, and that's it. I'm entirely fine with that. I'm entirely fine with that. So, Dion, anything else you want to say about Guardians? I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff without going into beat-by-beat territory. Folks, usually if a movie's pretty shitty, we go into the beat-by-beat territory, but this was a solid movie. Uh, You can hear that both Dion and I enjoyed it. It was every... In every way, it's better than Ant-Man. Like, is there anything Ant-Man did better than this, Dion? I mean, no. I mean, Yeah. And we both love Paul Rudd. And even he couldn't do shit in this one, or in that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I don't think Ant-Man needed three parts, but, you know, that's obviously Disney thought that it did. Well, they want to make money. They think everything needs 12 parts and a live-action remake and all this other shit. <laughs> oh, dude, the people in my theater groaned when they played the Little Mermaid trailer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to do. I'm really curious to see how that's going to do. Same. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go watch it because I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm I don't feel like I need to go watch Little Mermaid. That's yes, the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it's not, it's not my jam. It's fine. Um, that's re- really why I'm not gonna go watch it. Not, not because anything else. Because like, I just don't care for it. Um, but I'm gonna see what happens. If your whole theater grown, then that means a lot of people feel that way, and it may not do that well. Because <laughs> I mean, and then, and then, if we, and then if we get negative, if we get really bad numbers Monday, they'll be like, oh, the racist won, or. Everybody's a racist and they didn't go see it or some bullshit like that. That's going to be the fucking narrative. Like, I can't wait till the movie comes out because it's going to be fun to make videos about it. Dude, like, I, that, that, yeah, that Monday, if the numbers are, are, are lower than they expected, there's going to be the whole fucking, like, like eight ha-ha, headlines. I told about, you so. There's going to be the eight headlines of, like, you know, all the racists won and they protested the movie and they this, that, and the other, and they didn't go watch it and they include their friends or some bullshit like that. There's going to be some dumb narrative that they're going to spin like that. Yes, racists like you, me, and Dion 
We all went out and we we convinced children, the children of America and other parts of Europe to not go see The Little Mermaid. Clearly, the world-class bullshitters took the world in their name to the next level, and we personally hurt a Disney project. Yeah. Bow to me. Well, I mean, they're I mean they're, they're constantly shooting themselves in the foot all the time, and in the words of Dion, they love the, they love the taste of that shotgun. So, yep. The iron when, is a part of a balanced diet, Nick. So well, I mean, when you, when when you lose a billion plus dollars, and you don't know why, I mean, it's the writing's on the wall. I don't see how you can't see it. Um, it's it's fucking ridiculous. You know how they can't see it because their heads up their asses. There you go. That's what they is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Their heads up their asses. Yes. Yeah. Not in the sand anymore, just up the ass. Like Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, Dion, let's give it a number on 1 to 10. What are you going to rank Guardians 3? Listen, I give it a solid 8. A solid 8 out of 10. It's a great fucking movie. I'm going to give it a 7. It was good. I liked it. I would watch it again. I didn't love it. I hated the ending. But at the end of the day, it was the best Marvel movie I've seen in a while, and that doesn't color my perception of it. It's just like, the Marvel brand is as damaged as everyone says. But when you have decent filmmakers that actually have a style, like James Gunn does, well, then you can make a decent movie in the, in the, in the Marvel uh, brand. And so I, I have less faith than ever in Captain Marvel, because that movie looks even worse on the big screen in a trailer form. But... Uh, <laughs> Either way, I uh, yeah, I was happy with what I watched. I can't wait for the Marvels to come out and every theater be fucking empty and it just doesn't do anything. Oh, since you're talking about performance, what do you think the Guardians is going to bring in this weekend? Since we're all here, we can all answer this. Uh, Dion will ask you, what do you think the opening weekend's going to be? Ooh, um, I'll say I'll say about expectation. I'll say it's going to do what I think it's going to do, like. Thirty-seven million dollars. Uh, let's see what the project. Because I, before I look up what it's going to be, I'm going to guess it makes about seventy million dollars this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. So um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go ninety-five. Hmm. That's closer to the expected because, according to Gamespot or Variety. So Variety guesses 130 to 140 million. Gamespot lowered it to 110 to 118 million. So then, I guess the, the the even numbers like one, one twenty, one twenty five, something like that. And uh, deadline has the worldwide gross up to two fifty. So yeah, I could see that. I could see it. I think it's. I think it's going to do really. I, I mean, from what you guys are telling me and the way it is, I think it's going to do pretty pretty well. Um, it maybe it won't make as much as the other ones because of, of the dark tone and you're saying really not. It's not for kids. Um, but I think the adults will dig it, and you know they'll they'll definitely go check it out. Because it features a lot of child actors in this movie, uh, Nick. There's like a whole subplot of saving kids. But this, it does, one one last critique. This does fall into the line of Marvel Phase 4 and 5 of like, it's all about the next generation of kids. Because it's, there are a lot of kids in this movie. Kind of like how Thor's daughter. But yeah. these kid actors are yeah. fine. They don't really distract from anything. But it's, it's like so much about them. You know, you can't not see it. Okay. That's what yeah, I mean, I, th- uh, yeah, I mean, the, the 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 last phase was crap. I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in in the new phase of their like with all the stuff that they've had planned and stuff, and then they want to still not do as much as Iger said. They want to, you know, try to dwindle down their um 
their entertainment stuff, but um, we'll see what happens. Especially with the writer strike going on now, it's really interesting to see how they're going to. Ooh, baby, you ain't lying. Because here's because here's the thing: we know the parks are forty percent of their business, and sixty percent is entertainment. If they don't have writers and people to make the stuff, they're losing. I I assume I don't know. I assume they're losing a certain amount daily from you know the writers striking. Well, the last writers strike lasted a hundred days, and it affected a lot of production. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how long yeah. this one's going to last. Yeah, well, Marvel's had problems. I mean, they can't get the fucking Blade movie off the ground. That's that's something that's keep, that we keep hearing about. Nick, if there's a god, that's how he's trying to speak to people. He's saying <laughs> Wesley Snipes was the perfect Blade. Do not make another one. So that, that's the way God is speaking to everybody. We're just not fucking hearing it. <laughs> he keeps he's punching holes in the in the Blade movie. We're just not we're just not aware of it. He's just like it ain't happening. Wesley made a deal with me. All right, I'm a, wow. and I'm a man of my word. <laughs> that's how I got um, a, That's how I got it in jail quicker. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, dear God, please. <laughs> um, that father one says, should it be rated R because of the kids? This movie says fuck twice, which is weird because there's a scene where they're trying to drive a car and he's like, pull the handle, pull the handle, and he's like, press the button, press the button. She's like, what button? He goes, press the button and open the fucking door. And I was like, what? And nobody yeah. laughed at that joke. That was kind of weird. I thought everyone was going to be dying laughing at the theater, and it was just me chuckling. Yeah, because everybody laughed. Everybody, yeah, everybody loved that fucking joke. It, it, yeah, it's definitely to his point about it not being for kids. Like, it's this whole movie is that moment in Star Wars where Obi Wan cuts that dude's fucking arm off, and you see it, and it's like blood and shit on the floor. Like that's Guardians three. Like it is. You can bring the kids as I brought mine, but it's a little, you know what I'm saying? It's for them older Marvel fans. Yeah, it's a it's a movie for us. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's good to know. Yeah, and it's got Nathan Fillion, so that's a win, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need more of him on the big screen. We really do. Um, I'm glad he's still working. I'm glad he's still doing Rookie or whatever the show is. Oh, yeah. It just ended. The finale was uh, Tuesday. I watched it. Okay, I love good. that show. That's good. That's good. But okay, the writer the, strike is fucking it up. Okay, the, the fact you told me that show is good gives me hope. I need to go watch it then. I'm going to go watch it. If only do now, now, before you jump into watching it fully, here's the thing you got to understand. It starts out as a fairly serious cop drama. Then it kind of tries to read the room during the whole anti-police movement and all this shit. And then in three episodes, they never do that again, and they fix the show. Um, I'm pretty sure they hired... You remember Yafit Koto from uh, James Bond and Alien and all those movies? Yeah. Side Life on the Street. Yeah. His son's the consultant on this show. I believe his son was like a legitimate police officer, and he's now the consultant for The Rookie. And ever since he so came it, on board, it's, okay. it's gotten better. So it takes like five, five episodes to get into it, then is what you're saying. What? No, no, no. The first two seasons are one beast. Season three comes out during the pandemic. And honestly, if, if you want to talk about woke entertainment, it becomes woke. And if you can just give, you can skip those episodes or give it a few weeks, it picks back up. It's now kind of like the A-team where it's like Adventure of the Week. They interact with the feds okay, now. No, I'm the down, feds yeah, got yeah, their yeah. own spinoff. It's, it's yeah, a yeah, fun yeah. show. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm down with the A-team. I, I watched a couple episodes um, a while back and I was like, I, I can, I can kind of dig these guys. I like it, man. It's good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'll check it out. Because hell, put it like this. Last thing I'll say about it. even Nathan, look, Nathan Fillion is the best part of the show, but the supporting cast is all good. Uh, that's even I better. Like that's even better. 
Uh, when you got a wonderful supporting cast, it's even better. Because I mean, he, I mean, you just can't let him carry the show. That's like if he was doing that, you may you may get three seasons at max. And now they're on that. six. My my <laughs> favorite really thing about the show is there was one actor who had like a problem. This uh, guy, his name was like Titus Menken. He wanted them to do something about police brutality on the show and all this shit. And so they tried a couple of these episodes that I was telling you about the woke episodes. And then it shit the bed, and so they killed him off the show <laughs> because they weren't gonna they weren't gonna bend the knee to this guy. So they're like, "Fuck it!" So they just killed him completely. Jesus, yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those. I mean, like once again, like it's a cop TV show that's obviously different. Like it's you know it's a fucking show, man. You know, like there those Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they had they had, they had a whole thing about it too. And I was like, "You're a comedy show. Just keep doing that. You're fine." Yeah. I don't really need Andy Samberg to give me a fucking allegory about police yeah, or, brutality. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, some 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 moral rhetoric about it. It's like, dude, you're you're a comedy show. You it's wrote fine. a song called "Dick in a Box." Get with it. Yeah, yeah. You had an episode where Terry Crews was 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 sleeping doing doing pull ups. Like, calm the fuck down. And that was a fun show. Yeah, I, I know. I I, lo- I love those guys. I, the Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think the first two or three seasons was were really good. Um, they really like had it together. It was it's a great show. Do you even like Mrs. Jordan Peele, Chelsea Peretti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and it's, funny, it, 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 it's funny because Jordan Peele shows up in one episode as a criminal. <laughs> hmm. Oh, dude, I had never seen the racist Key and Peele skit where they're zombies and the zombies won't attack black people. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? That was I had never seen that before. That was the – my friend Enrique showed me that the other day when we were hanging out. We went and saw Return of the Jedi and uh, – I was like, I've never seen this skit. He's like, you gotta watch it, dude. I fucking lost it. Dude, that was I, so good. Um, what was it? When I was when I was at home around Christmas, I I was watching um, I was watching Keen Peel with mom, and she fucking died laughing every time. Died laughing. The at fact all the that skits. fucking Kevin Sorbo was in that shit is hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Perk. <laughs> yeah, is he, he still this generation's perfect skit on so many levels? <laughs> Dion. Is he still this generation's Hercules, or did the Rock surpass him? No, he's still this generation's Hercules. Like the Rock, that was a good movie, but that motherfucker wasn't Hercules. Yeah, and I remember watching the trailer, and apparently all the all this all this Hercules Hercules shit he did was like in the first five minutes or something, and then like the other part of it just sucked. So it wasn't that good of a well, movie. He does some other shit, and then it's like a different take on Hercules. So he's not. They don't play into the Son of Zeus thing. It's just more like, hey. Pro wrestling esque, so that's why Hercules. <laughs> he is son of Zeus. My mama, my fucking daddy's wife, tried to fucking kill me and kill my kid. Like he is Hercules, bitch. Dion, I know we talked about Hercules for an entire generation, but for me personally, Hercules is that fat kid from the Nutty Professor. <laughs> Remember him? Hercules, Hercules. God. Oh my god. Remember a time when we used to go, oh, man, back when Eddie Murphy still made good movies, but he's kind of making okay stuff again, so it's just kind of like, yeah, back when Eddie Murphy made really good shit compared to the okay stuff he makes nowadays? Right. I don't know, man. Dol- Dolomite was really good. I really love Dolomite. Yeah, that was, was up good. there. It was good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 I hope uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is good. I really do hope oh. it's good. <laughs> So does Eddie Murphy, because if it's not, I'm going to go to his house and politely tell him how disappointed I was, and I'm going to show him all my Beverly Hills Cop stuff and say, hey, this is for you, and I'm going to leave it on his front porch, and then get arrested for breaking and entering. <laughs> and you say, you hurt me, you bitch. <laughs> Axel? Aqua Don't 40? go. 
God, I should press that button in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I feel like we have covered Guardi- Guardians. Come from uh, Wisconsin now. Guardians of the Galaxy. No, but folks, we've covered Guardians of the Galaxy three. We left a lot of the movie open to uh, for you guys to go check out because we do think it's worth your time and effort to go check this one out in theaters. So. Uh, that's why we didn't want to spoil it too much, but we still have a show to talk about. So uh, anything else you guys want to talk about with Guardians, and that includes the chat, folks. So if there's anything else you want to ask about it, uh, please do now before we uh, talk about it. But if you're watching a little later and you want to ask, go ahead and ask. We always uh, will answer anything you guys need to know. Uh, so, Dion, anything you want to say left? Or Nick or Kendo, any comments you want to make before we go? About the uh, change nah, topics, baby. You got questions, I'll answer them. But I see. Um, in same. the trail, in the trailer, there's, there's a scene where like Star Lord is crying or like just yelling no really loudly. What does that pertain? Like, what does that pertain to? I'm the just rocket. curious about the, the rocket. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's all I need to know. Yeah, rockets the rockets the star of this movie, in my opinion. Okay. Like, it's about right. him. He has some great moments. Uh, you get to see him as a baby. That's good. Um, I'm. Yeah, it's 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 weird that um, what was it? Uh, Zoe Zeldana and um, Batista are like, yeah, we're done. But but like Zoe Zoe is like, I guess known for being CG and like in like body paint or whatever because she did she did fucking Avatar even though she wasn't blue body paint. She's still in like a CG helmet and a bodysuit. So that's just her thing, yeah, I the, guess. The only thing I think of her is is uh, Uhura. From the Star Trek J.J. Abrams movies, because like that's the only movie where she just wears normal clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a fan of hers? I think she's a fine actress, but I she's but like she's just, a, she's yeah. all right. She's all right. I don't, I, I don't think right. I don't, yeah, like I haven't seen her in anything like really like substantial. Like I didn't see the the one the movie that uh, that Dion was talking about earlier that she had a controversy on. But no, I haven't seen her like really like do anything that uh, highbrow. But that's just me. Well, Nick, it's because you're a racist. That's why you didn't watch the Venus and Moon film. <laughs> Kendo, God damn it, you got Nick me. You bigger... fucking got me. After this revelation, Kendo, Nick is now a bigger racist than Woodrow Wilson. I mean, I could see it. <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves. We've known it the whole time. We just didn't want to say anything publicly because we like you, Nick. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, we love you, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of love, let's show some love to the audience right now. Uh, Kendo, hmm. pick a number between 1 and 69, please. Uh, in honor of Jackie Robinson and to counterbalance Nick's racism, 42. So have you ever done DMT? <laughs> I feel like that was a big dishonor. <laughs> Fine. Um, we, we need to honor Jackie Robinson. What's a... That's too messed up. Uh, <laughs> pick another number. It will honor Jackie. Well, fine. I'll pick a different button. We'll still go. With there you 42. go. Pick a different button. Ah, here we go. I don't have friends. I got family. That works. Okay. I didn't want to disrespect. He had his a family. family. Oh well. Did he? Did he respect his family? I'm sure he did. I'd like to think so. Well, he's a he's a hero to uh, history. Jackie Robinson's story is pretty awesome. So. Um, Folks, if you like Harrison Ford and Chadwick Boseman, there's a movie about it. I haven't seen it. Um, have you guys? Yeah, it's pretty good. I did. All right, we'll have to check it out in the future. I do like uh, true stories. So, guys, let's uh, check in with the audience. So, Shrubbles08 says, I'll take a John Cena sucks and a Predator She-Hulk, please. Sure, no problem. 
Uh, folks, remember the John Cena one's a little loud, so just be prepared. But uh, we're going to press you that one in a minute. Let's press She-Hulk first, because we're talking Marvel tonight, folks. And you know how we feel about She-Hulk. It's mean. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the other button that you requested be, was the uh, John Cena sucks. All right, folks. Uh, headphone check just for those listening. Uh, John Cena, here you are. Who's that Pokemon? It's John Cena. <laughs> Yes. The green and the red kind. You can make some wine out of that, Dion. Oh, since we mentioned John Cena, I actually saw a movie with John Cena that I really liked. It was called Vacation Friends. Have you guys seen that one? Oh, on Hulu? No. Yeah. Um, no, I no, I, I kind of avoided it because it was a don't, Hulu movie. Okay. Don't avoid it. It's No, no, don't avoid it. Watch it. It's really That's, fucking funny. Okay, um, it's, it's, it's obvious. It's uh, the TSA agent from Get Out and his wife they're gonna get married and they meet John Cena and his wife on a vacation uh, and they become vacation friends they do drugs together uh, they become lifelong friends <laughs> there was a and, there was a movie where where John, John Cena had like a face tattoo and a beanie and he brought um, like a bunch of fucking drugs to some some a couple people I forget well they do shrooms in this movie oh god of course they do <laughs> this movie this movie is like one half like its own comedy, and then it becomes Black Wedding Crashers after the second half, Black and that's Wedding not a bad Crashers. thing. That's interesting. It, yeah, it's it's funny because it's like the dad doesn't think the son-in-law is good enough, even though he owns his own construction business, and they still have like a, you know, in Wedding Crashers they go out and do like the hunt and the bike ride and all that shit. Yeah, they do similar stuff like this, except instead of getting shot in the ass, one of them does shrooms. So, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> But uh, thank you, Shrubbles08, is Sato Fortune says, Hail everyone, are you guys as disappointed as me for from WWE's draft? No impact or drama whatsoever. Can I get a dead Pokemon, please? Yeah, we'll press you that in just a moment. Um, Dion, did you follow the draft at all? Kendo, did you follow the draft at all? I did not. Um, no, I was definitely not at all disappointed by the WWE draft, and I'll tell you why. One, I didn't pay any attention to it, and two... The draft doesn't mean jack shit because they'll end up having people on both shows anyway in about four months. I got excited. I read about it online. I was like, all right, here we go. Wrestling's going to get even more interesting now that Triple H is confirmed to be in charge of creative control. And we get Roman Reigns to SmackDown and nothing really big. And then the news of Roman Reigns might hold the belt until September of 2024. And I went, well, I can stop watching wrestling until then. Because I'm over the Roman Reigns thing. It's not like they're trying to build these like long championship reigns. But like he's barely there. And it's not that interesting when he is there. So I'm, I'm all for Roman Reigns being there if they just, I don't know, do more. I'm tired of his shtick. I think they should vary it up. If he's going to be champion, I don't know. Do something different. Well, well yeah. That's why he should have lost at WrestleMania. Correct. Yep. He, 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 there's no nowhere more for him to go. 
he's not going to become the rock of now of popular culture. That's why they created the Consolation Championship. Exactly. So this is eventually (laughs) the, you know, they're apparently moved, which is a good thing overall. They're moving to long-term championships instead of amount of championships. Um, But they released the Walmart version of the World Heavyweight Championship. And they're trying to set up a back door so Cody can get his payoff, even though it's after the fact. And then they're going to slowly, you know, hey, he's still the WWE champion. That matters. And then they will panic in the fall, as WWE loves to fucking do. Yeah, man. Survivor Series is going to be hot this year, said no one ever. It's going to be, yeah, it's, it's you know, this is going to be the, to be nice to the WWE, this is going to be the topic of many a YouTube video in the future. <laughs> I can't wait for Brian Zane to talk about this. Listen, it's, you know, they they just love the taste of that shotgun barrel. Mm-hmm. It's such good shit, pal. Yep. yep. All right, so here's the button you requested. Who's that Pokemon? They're the same icon. I always mess that up. It's not Uncle Ben. He went this one. Who's that Pokemon? It's dead. Damn. I got a button request for anybody that thinks Triple H is completely in control of creative and uh, Vince has no strings that he's pulling. Hmm. <laughs> Are you going to sell me a bridge? that's their face when when you when you call them out on it oh that dumb bitch oh your dude i saw your wife in two trailers today fast x and the marvels nick (laughs) both are shit both are shit to see neither of those films at least one will be easy to porn parody fast x just throw two electrons on there and there you go they're not even making a challenging anymore I mean, I mean, so will, so will the other one. It's it's three women in one movie. It's going to be really easy to porn parody. Yeah, that's a good point. Damn. <laughs> I don't want to watch that movie. I'll pass. Fine. We'll we'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait for the Axel Braun version. It's fine. You tell me, you want you don't want to see the switch factor? <laughs> Dude, I saw that. The, I saw that in the trailer, and I was like, "This is your shtick. This is what we're is doing that, now." I like and the X factor power. One of them zaps into the current reality, and they zap to the other. Well, like, how is now, that? Hold on. Like, Wait, you actually make me want to watch the porn parody because every time a chick comes, she becomes a different woman, and the dude's like, "Oh my god, god damn it!" That's Let a me movie. call up Axel Braun. We 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 got what? this. We got this, buddy. Let's call him ourselves. We're world class, baby. All right. I may have left the valley, but I can get a plane ticket out there to go back and uh, help produce some porno. I mean, why is this deal. a shock? Deal. Peddling smut is right up our alley. So. <laughs> It's right in a, a lot of people's alleys. So, folks, if you want to watch... There's a lot of money in it, I'm just saying. That's all I care about. It's like, look, we've produced 477,000 pornography films. How many of you guys been in? Zero. We're all about the money. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Nick's like, yeah, you guys think I'm in zero. Who do you think's under the mask <laughs> in Backdoor Slot 17? It's like we knew it was you, Nick, because of the beard and all, but we just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> Your beard just sticks out of the mask. You're like, Ugh. oh god. 
I don't even know what the hell I'm saying anymore. Let's keep moving on. What I say is like I waited, I waited, waited after the 16th one. Boom, I'm in 17. I'm doing it. There you go. Hey, you know what? I don't blame you, man. Sometimes you just gotta get out there and do it yourself. Uh, so Georgian says Vice Media is going bankrupt, and real Star Wars fans know the movies got released on May 25th. None of this May 4th malarkey. Jamaram and horse girls, please. Jesus, I, I I fucking love it. Yeah, BuzzFeed and Vice are go are going down. I love it. Um, Vice was poised as being this like extreme news thing where they had people like riding with you know certain people from certain groups yep. who are trying to you know do 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 bad things to America. And uh, so you know, and then like it didn't mean anything after a while, and then they became very corporate and. And it was funny because a lot of the people that were actually good at Vice got hired at the bigger companies because <laughs> they could pay more. So, I don't know. Isn't Vice fun. owned by Disney? It was, yeah. Uh, ABC acquired it like a while a, a while back. That's why, like, if, if, you, if you ever watched Vice in the beginning, it was kind of cool because like, they had like really like yeah. informative stuff. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it, they stopped. They had motherfuckers like, hanging out with cartel bosses and stuff. Yeah. Like they had, they had shit like that. And like there was the one guy who could like. Buy a nuke in the black market for twenty million dollars, and he'd have it. He'd have it buried in his like mom's backyard or some shit. You had stuff like that happening, and all of a sudden it just stopped and became really like ABC, CNN kind of stuff. Yeah, that's when they bought it. Yeah, that's. I remember when it was newer and watching stuff like that. Because yeah, they had always like impressive. they had really like yeah, they had really impressive like really impressive stuff on there, and then it just stopped. Well. There you go, Dion. You're talking about everything going too corporate. That's another time something went well, too corporate. You know, it, it, it didn't just stop. I mean, it, Vice occasionally still has the thing that made it Vice, but you know, Vice is suffering from. Hey, what is popular? Okay, we're going to do the opposite just to make money, and that's that's where you know they still did some really great shit. They had you know, epically later, which you know followed a lot of skateboarding celebrities which were still very fucking good they still had one where they were doing um what it's like to be a stripper in a fucking ghost town that was still really good so uh, the what was it like to be a stripper in a ghost town dion how hard did you have to work for your dollars listen baby not that hard you dig what i'm saying <laughs> listen, there's always a paying customer you feel me so obviously <laughs> for you chocolate thunder of course Listen, listen. You know, every, everybody's coming for a good time. Everybody receives a good time. You know, so as long as everybody's coming, part. that's what's up. They didn't keep my part. She must. She must. She must have trusted everybody. Everybody by name. Yeah, listen. I just gave a lot every, of fake names. Conveniently, yeah, Nick. Everyone's name was John, so it was easy to remember. Well, you know, hey, it, it, it stopped a lot of questions down in Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? So I did what I had to do. <laughs> Um, and now we were requested to press some buttons, right? Oh yeah, one more. Sorry, yeah. Dion. Jammerin! Fucking Jammerin. Yeah, well, this is the one he really wanted. I mean... Who are you? What are you doing here, and where are my horses? All this fucking bullshit. See these fucking two goofy bitches. Dion, don't be afraid, pal. Oh, you ain't gotta fucking start doing all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffalo Jeff's in your backyard, pal. Oh, 
promise you, fucking, he can go Buffalo fuck himself. Right? So <laughs> oh, that's not me. I'm from Buffalo. No, no. I'm talking. I'm talking. <laughs> oh, buddy, this is going to be a fun Halloween. Buffalo Jeff is going to have his own series of videos this year, fucking finally. <laughs> I know which ones I'm not watching. Fuck. You'll be a part I, of them. I just yeah 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 yeah. But I say you, 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 you I might see no buffalo. You might shit. you might just accidentally be a part of it, Dion. We don't know. It'll be the last nope. thing you ever make. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what I need to do is teach D two how to do the voice. Hello, Dad. <laughs> Could you imagine like you're laying in bed, you're like, "Hey, son, what's up?" Hey, Dad, what's for breakfast? Is it your you're face? Around, you're gonna find yourself with a brand new. Fucking nine year old, keep fucking around. I mean, like, how could you do this to me? I'm gonna be like, you did it to yourself, bitch. Well, Dion, it would be, cool. it'd be okay because it's like raising a kid minus the shittiest parts of you know, potty training, teaching him how to talk. You it's say like that right. now, but the first time you tell him not to do something, he does it anyway. Mm-hmm. You gonna look at me and be like, I probably should have kept that Buffalo Jeff shit to myself. I'm gonna be like, you, you should have kept your child, like, Dion. Keep it up. That's one more. That's one more week, bitch. <laughs> what if I just don't answer the door? I'm gonna say sorry. Uh, I'm in Italy, bitch. Good luck. See you when I get back. If you go to Italy without me, I'm gonna be pissed. Then you need to saying. fucking cut that shit out. Just if you go to Italy, just uh, just just don't get arrested. Oh God, no, no. Listen, I just wanted to eat food and hang out with the women. Us. The no, 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 that, that's fine. I, no, no, because I read I read the books from the guy who who was uh, who did um, Catch Me If You Can. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Abagnale, um, yeah, the, yeah. The small scene they show you where he's in prison and then all that stuff's happening is a fraction of what actually happened. the the de- The chapter he had in the book is fucking terrible. Basically, the thing France, you the, well, no, it was in Italy. Well, it was at the no the, the 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 jail where he was like all looked like he was like homeless and his hair grew and his nails were all, yeah and that that is how everybody is treated in jail in Italy. You shit in a bucket. They hose you down once a week. They hose down the they hose down the cell every couple of weeks. Like that's a real fucking thing. That's not a joke. Okay, well, Dion, we're gonna be on our best behavior in Italy, and we'll leave Buffalo Jeff at home. Damn right. <laughs> Unless yeah. he can scare yeah. the Italian people into letting us out of prison. <laughs> hey, they think they think that we're made of chocolate over there still. That we are. Yeah, man. Well, I saw not bad, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> I saw Miracle on 34th Street. What's new? <laughs> oh, Miracle on St. Francis. Oh my god, is that that's the one that he got like in trouble for? Yeah, man. He got shit on for that because uh it was it was inaccurate. That was a letdown of a fucking movie. Holy shit, that was a letdown. Like the ending is cool where it's like, oh man, like you were that dude that like saved my life, and I'm that little boy who grew up to be a fucking super rich motherfucker. In New York, and oh, you fucking were on trial, and I saved you. That's that part is cool. The rest is like so over the top. Like, it is Spike Lee trying to be Martin Scorsese, and it fucking sucks. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah, it's he like, got into yeah. he, he got into so much shit for the movie because it was like incredibly inaccurate, and he was shitting on certain like shitting on certain people, and things didn't like things weren't right, and like it was just terrible. No, it hold was, on, which film is this again? Miracle of St. Anna or St. Francis oh, or whatever. Sorry, I just looked at the movie St. Francis, and the movie St. Francis is about something completely different. Would you like to know yeah. what that one's about? Sure. Yeah, actually. 
because I looked up St. Francis is a film about Bridget, a 34-year-old who gets a job nannying six-year-old Francis. Bridget's unwanted pregnancy and abortion raise many complications. Hmm. Okay. That's all, okay. They, that's all they wrote. That sounds like a Lifetime movie of the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got an eight. It's got a ninety-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So you know, of course, it does. <laughs> Those Lifetime movies always get high ratings. It was nominated for a South by Southwest Award. Of the course, audience. it was. It won two, but didn't win its final one. So the grand jury was not into it. But uh, Bogdan Florin, thank you very much. He says, "Should I go see Guardians of the Galaxy three, or is it woke bullshit?" Go see it if you liked what we talked about. It's not a woke movie. Um, identity is not more important than family. I don't even think they bring up any personal identity shit. It's it's all universal themes, you know? Yep. It's kind of hard to, like, you know, find that in the yeah, film. It's not woke. It's not woke. Yeah, all that, all that bullshit is just bullshit. Adam Walford asks, Nick, can you go with a 12-gauge shotgun or Glock 19? It'd be easy for you and your mom. Low kickback and quick reload. Check with any gun store. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, well, I'll check that out. Thanks. Yeah. Thank and, and, and I need to get her one as well. She's uh, she's alone quite a bit. So, yeah. Thank you for the suggestion. I want to get my mom a 50 caliber gun. <laughs> like a century yeah, gun, like a Rambo will... 4. <laughs> Spraying her wrists. <laughs> yeah, she'll sprain her wrist and she'll take out the entire wall. It's like, well, mom, we're not going to sleep with the doors yeah. closed anymore. Yeah, but to say the first two shots will go deaf. Your mom in in person, and I, you know, I have your to. mom could not hold a fifty caliber anything. My mom couldn't Man, hold any fifty caliber anything that uses a fifty caliber automatic. Your mom ain't holding a fraction of that shit. No. I love her to death, but she is not a weapon savvy lady, and that's okay. We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> um, let's see. Our friend, the Happy Play Doctor, says, "Have you had a chance to check out Chris Gore's Attack the Doc? I thought it was really well done. Uh, I'll have to check it out. If I like Chris Gore, we've had him yeah, on the no, channel before, folks. No, he is, he's he's cool, man. I like the guy. Uh, what is is that? Is that? A, I guess that's about Attack the Show. If it's I Attack hope. the Doc." Because that's my favorite Chris Gore era, the Chris Gore that was on G4. He was the coolest guy because it was like he's clearly a movie nerd, but everyone else was like a tech nerd. So he was still cooler than those people. So it's like the coolest. He was the coolest guy in the room. So I he was wrote, like, um, he wrote a book called um, like that, like the the filmmaker's handbook to like get into film festivals or something like that. I forget what it was called, but it was like that. And he did very iterations of it where he was trying to help you to like get into film festivals and get to know the people and get your movie in and this that and the other and it was actually quite helpful it was it was really good so how many films did you get in the festival because of him oh i mean i helped my friends get a couple in here and there and it, it worked but uh none of mine so far so you know we'll see just wait till your triple x parodies are coming out man triple you're gonna win it you yeah. look it we're gonna help can you imagine one of those at con <laughs> yes starring james con um yeah, yeah. <laughs> is he still alive no <laughs> it'll be a C- no. it, it'll be the first CGI porno. But no, okay. I, I found Attack the Doc. Uh, let's see. Before the rise of big tech, social media, and Marvel movies, Attack the Show, Attack the Show, uh, chronicled nerd culture. Uh, unlike unlikely anticipate into mainstream. Uh, some someone was written this. G4's flagship show launched the career careers of hosts. Olivia Munn, Kevin Pereira, and was beloved by fans. 
a unique celebration of geek culture before it was cool. Diving into colossal cream pies, wearing funny fat oh. suits, and putting internet servers where the sun don't shine. Anything could happen on an episode of Attack the Show. It's been years since the original show went off the air in 05. And one question remains, what really happened to G4 and Attack the Show? I'll have to check that out. We did a video about the the G4 stuff during the Frost incident, but it was like a mini documentary that told the a lot of the G4 uh, stuff. But I mean, that dude was there. I need to listen to this. Yeah, if you go to attack attackofthedoc.com, you've got um, the trailer there and a couple other things for pre-order. Apparently the Blu-ray ships out in August. I like Chris Gore enough that I'd spend... You know what? Uh, I like him enough that I'll buy that. He's cool. Uh, Shrubbles08 says, The word of the day is Coke. There will be Coke. Guardians of the Coke and the Cokes. Well, my favorite's Cokey and the Bandit, so there's my answer already. <laughs> I did buy, I did buy uh, Cocaine Bear. Oh, really? Did it come yeah. with a Did it come with a free line or two? Uh, I did not. I was I was uh, I was unhappy. I complained at Target when I went to go buy it. I was like, Where's "That's why you should have bought it at Walmart because they'll give you that and free meth." <laughs> I don't know. Going going to Walmart these days is sketchy. It's like going into a war zone. I went yesterday because I'm filming some toy videos and stuff. Spoiler alert: the Black Panther display that was there at Christmas time is still there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, since you're since you're in Ohio now, um nobody at, at the targets in Atlanta lo- buys any of the NECA stuff that's there, just so you know. Uh-huh. It's all sitting there like five 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 to five to eight figures deep. It's never it's never touched. So if you want to come down here and like go through that stuff, we can do that. It's just an excuse to come visit you, Nick. That sounds like a it good is. time. Like, yes, yeah, I will. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, dra- I'll drag you around to each one of them. We'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll go hunting for whatever. It's like, hey guys, I went to Atlanta for Target. Even though there's a six <laughs> Targets in my neighborhood. <laughs> no, Nick because was like, there. even even the Lego stuff that I'm looking for, like, will be there. I remember seeing when the DeLorean was sold out. They had like three on the shelf. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I could just I could just got this from there. It's like it's weird. Like they just don't care about it. it it's you know, it's weird. It's it's all about the neighborhood because when uh, no, no 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 it's not about the neighborhood. Every target I've been to, oh, in the vicinity and across, uh, literally across the goddamn state, like they're all the same. The NECA stuff, the, I mean the yeah the the NECA figures are always stacked. You know, like like I said, five to eight deep. Legos are always Legos pretty much are always on the wall. The ones you can't find you know online or anywhere else, like they're always there. Sir, you found heaven to some collectors. Yeah, so I mean, once again, if you need to come down and do some collecting, you, you come on down. Come on down to Georgia, where you can collect your heart out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think you guys have a Fuddruckers down there, so I'll come down for. We Fud have Ruckers a we have a lot more than Fuddruckers. Yeah, but we don't have Fuddruckers anymore, and I really want Fuddruckers. Their cheeseburger <laughs> bar was second to none. Eat a dick, Wendy's. <laughs> um. What other Coke titles do we have? Mighty Morphin Coke Rangers? Mighty Morphin Coke Rangers. <laughs> uh, that'd, be, that'd be a fun one. I would like that. That John Cena movie I was telling you guys about has cocaine in it. That's awesome. Um, Teenage he, he Mutant Ninja people. Coke Turtles? I don't know. What about Teenage Mutant Ninja Coke Fiends? That just sounds like a... Coke Fiends. There, there you go. There you go. Um... Xavier to God is up next. Thank you very much. He says, Dion, fuck Mary Kill, Defoe's Green Goblin, Ledger's Joker, and Brolin's Thanos. 
Who's who's Green Goblin? Defoe. Willem Defoe. Uh, Marion Defoe's Green Goblin for sure. Um, what was the second one? Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker and Josh Brolin's Thanos. Ooh, marrying the Green Goblin, and I am. Ooh, shit. Think about Fucking it, Heath hero. Ledger. Fucking Heath Ledger killing the bro man. Be honest, you're killing Josh Brolin because he burned his asshole trying to suntan at once, isn't that right? <laughs> Don't watch as much TV, brother. It's like Jeremy Renner got injured, you know, by a snowplow, and that's messed up, but Thanos got injured by suntanning his butthole. That's just stupid. Wait, is that a real thing? Yeah, that's not a joke. He said it himself. I'll, no, I'll... No, no, bro, no, no, no. Jeremy Renner, the real Jeremy Renner's dead. We, we, we got the clone. That, that's who we got. Mm. I'm just saying. Um, Damn. He yeah, so let's see. Do you guys want to look it up? Yeah, right here. It's on health.com. Uh, Perineum suntanning. Actor Josh Brolin reveals crazy sunburn after trying the trend. It seems a new wellness trend hits the cyber streets of the internet every week. One such trend is perineum sunning, also known as butt sunning. For this trend, you lay on your back with your legs open in a V above your head and allow sunlight to reach areas of skin between your genitals and <laughs> Now it seems celebrities are hopping on the butt-sunning bandwagon, and they're getting some painful results. So there's a picture of Josh Brolin and his wife, or girlfriend, doing it, and it says, Try the perineum sunning that I've been hearing about, and the suggestion is, do not do it as long as I did. My pucker hole is crazy burned, and I was going to spend the day shopping with my family, and instead I'm icing and using aloe burn cream because of the severity of the pain. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck thought of this stupid shit, but fuck you nonetheless. Seriously. Hashtag Black Hole Friday. <laughs> buddy this is 2019 oh my god you guys were all yeah you were all worried about the rise of skywalker coming out and i'm sitting here chuckling at josh brolin burning his butthole (laughs) perspective is different for everybody uh (laughs) even for when you're trying to tan your butthole why would you never mind don't answer it's it's, it's already the darkest part of you why do you want to make it darker yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're trying to. Maybe you're. Maybe it's too pink, and you're just like, I gotta darken it up to look more mature. I don't know. To look more mature. Bitch. I mean, the there's fuck? sun bleach. There's there's anus bleaching, and now there's this. So, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Um, Folks, this has been the WCBS episode on uh, asshole care. Thank you for joining us, and we'll never talk about this topic again. Uh, Also, (laughs) Fuck, Mary Kill, Tom Hiddleston's Loki, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, and Ian McKellen's Magneto. Again, Dion, this is just for you. Fuck, Doc Ock, Magneto, and who? Loki. Shit. Fuck you. Um, Fuck you. God damn it. Tell me how you really feel to, about it, Dion. Oh, um, Loki, Doc Ock, and Magneto. Fuck you, shit. Um, I'm going to marry Ian as Magneto because he was just, you know, he was cool bad guy before it was cool to be the bad guy in terms of comic book movies. Fuck. I fucking love Spider-Man too. 
Don't you dare answer the wrong I'm thing. I'm fucking. I'm fucking. I'm fucking. Time is low key, and I gotta. I gotta kill Alfred as Doc Ock. You bastard. I know. Uh, Xavier. Xavier got this. Jeff, how do you feel about being wrong? Toby and Andrew were in no way home, and also how. Was Toby's CGI worse for his mask than 2002, 2004, and 2007? Well, I am not a proud man. I'm, I don't mind being wrong about that at all. After all the bullshit rumors that were still waiting to come true, that's why I feel the way I feel. But I was very happy to see that. It's Toby Maguire, and I've bought way too much merchandise featuring his version of Spider-Man again. It's not like I bought it all in 2002, 2004, and 2007 at nauseum. Uh-uh. I had to buy it again in 2023, and that's what Disney was betting on, and I did, and I'm happy to buy more Spider-Man toys. <laughs> That being said, I don't know how the CGI was worse, and I don't like that they changed the costume. Not to sound like a an angry nerd about it, but I do think Spider-Man looked significantly better in the uh, original films. Just the costume was well done. This one, you could tell they cut corners. To, you know, it's like the webbing wasn't all done right. Certain elements weren't done right. The padding wasn't done right. That's fine. They, they tried to make it like a modern suit, but they should have made it one-to-one to the original. So that's how I feel about all that stuff. Uh, so we'll check back in with the audience in uh, just a minute because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, let's see what we got in the notes for tonight as well. Hmm. Not a whole ton. Kendo, how you been, man? Uh, I'm hurt. I'm sore. I'm old. I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. That sums up my entire week. That bad, huh? Nah, it's just busy as shit. Like, I mean, I could regale you with the tales of the last seven days if you're really that interested. But long story short, kid's birthday party was on Saturday. So <clears throat> my fucking house turned into the Hanoi Hilton for <laughs> better Was Jane Fonda there? <laughs> sure. He might have been. And Monday, I was supposed to be off work all day because I knew that the weekend was going to fucking take it out of me between Friday night and Sunday night. On top of the fact that I had to drive people to Albuquerque at two o'clock in the morning to be there at the airport by four for their six o'clock flights. So I'm like, I am not going to try to do that and then go back home and then try to go to work that day. But then baseball season was supposed to end last week. They added an extra game on Monday, double header, by the way. So I had to go do that. Luckily we beat the shit out of John F. Kennedy middle school. <laughs> Who the hell's John F. Kennedy? And I was just um, going to ask you that. Then we had state testing all week and that's always a wonderful fucking experience. And on top of that, it was the last week of school for Texas tech university and I had three graduate classes and all three of them had final projects due Saturday, Sunday, and yesterday so yeah busy very busy but silver lining all that shit's done now everything is easy to easy peasy for the next few weeks and then summer school starts and for some reason i thought it was a good idea to sign up for classes for that shit and but you know what it gets me out of school quicker that's the important thing and i can have my master's degree i can start on my phd program and you know what I got nothing else to do this summer. I'll be spending my time babysitting the kid all day while she teaches summer school because guess who's not teaching summer school? <laughs> Me. Fuck that yeah. nonsense. I did that last year as a favor to my assistant principal. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm not planning on doing that shit anymore ever again. And in terms of, you know, grad school, mathematically, I can't fail. I have achieved enough points in all three of my courses to pass. The difference is 
what is my final project score is going to be because that could be a difference between a GPA that looks like a very, very good ERA and, uh, you know, a really great or a really great batting average. So we want the batting average. Well, I want I want I want the batting average too, Kendo. You know that. Yes, I would I would like to graduate with a magna cum laude. So I can say, hell yeah. <laughs> At least I did that once in my life. I too would like to come loudly, preferably in a sixty nine. Correct. <laughs> I think it's the best line of that fucking like movie. Covered pretzel? <laughs> I can't help myself. And one good turn deserves another, right? <laughs> Mr. Svenning. <laughs> Oh, Dion, what did you think of the small Michael Rooker cameo in Guardians 3? It was great. It was great. I mean, it definitely, you know, hey, you know, if you want to move with a couple layers to it, this is this is it. And they bring him back into it perfectly, especially with, you know, how he affects uh, Sean Gunn's character, you know, for him to, to, to level up in terms of character progression. It was awesome. It was awesome. By the way, I loved the good dog, bad dog joke that ran through the whole movie. Yep, that was funny. That was, I thought that was a really good gag. I was like, oh, Cosmo, this fucking dog. Okay. Um, it definitely made it worth it. So I, we're going to do a little more of this talk later closer to it, but I had mentioned to you guys about the Oppenheimer trailer and what we wanted to cover, but have you guys been following the lead up to that movie? Does it look interesting to you at all? Yeah, it does absolutely, dude. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, always, always a fan of Nolan, and he's doing something you know historic like that. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting, especially the way you know he does, he does movies, um, especially on Oppenheimer, who was um, you know kind of a weirdo, but still, still interesting. <laughs> he became death, destroyer of worlds. Yep. <laughs> Is Nolan this generation's best filmmaker? I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd say that, but I mean, the dude can. I mean, he. he, I don't know. He does a lot of stuff like big, so I don't know if it's. uh, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't do big. Nobody came out in the (laughs) eighties. Penny Marshall directed that one. Don't take that away from her. (laughs) Jesus, Nick. Well, like you know, Tenant, he actually crashed a plane into that the building, uh, the uh, the stunt, uh, the um, Dark Knight Returns or the, whatever the third one was, that whole plane Dark thing. Rise. He actually Dark Knight Rises. Thank you. He actually did that whole thing. Like a lot of this, like and even that stuff is just like that takes a lot of balls. But I mean, but those are really great stunts. It doesn't make it doesn't mean it's a good film or doesn't mean he's a good director. So, but the movies are good. Right. So he makes a great blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a, he's got a lot of crossover in terms of his movies. Like, you can definitely see all the hallmarks of a Nolan movie. I like his work. I do think some people overrate everything he's done. It's like, you're talented. I like your movies. But, like, I don't know. I feel like some people just overrate him, like you were saying, Dion. He's really, he's really good at, like, he's really good at scenery and, like, setting up backdrops for stuff. Because you can see it in Tenny, you can see it in The Dark Knight and things like that. Where, like, he really likes things to, like, so he knows great. where... Big stuff. Yeah. He's yeah. so great at the big stuff. And I've said it for years on this channel. I love the Dark Knight. It's the it's the small details that he struggles on. Yeah. Like Tenet is a fun, like crazy popcorn movie to watch after you've been drinking all day at the barbecue. It's <laughs> it, it looks so great that you forget it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> it really doesn't. It really like, fucking doesn't. I, listen, I will go to bat for Christopher Nolan. He Listen, Christopher Nolan's one of us. Like, I get it. But, dude, you just... You got to have somebody with you for the small details, man. You know, I love... The Dark Knight is one of my favorite Batman movies. It really is. But the voice, my guy. The voice. <laughs> Dion, would it be easier if Batman sounded like this? No, because then I would All shoot right. his ass. <laughs> but but he's wearing body armor. armor. Yeah. It'll listen, stop any listen, of listen. I'm talking about, you know, Batman dealt had, had issues with Hush. I... That motherfucker got no body armor. That's me. I'd be like, listen, I get all this bullshit, but that voice makes me uncomfortable. You all Buffalo Bill in this bitch. I'm just going to fucking kill. This isn't a game, bitch. I'm not the Joker. I'm not Riddler. I will shoot you in the mouth with a shotgun. And then when you're when you're suffering from that, I will fucking kill. This is not a game, sir. I you know what? Also, God damn it. I'm I saw West. I so badly want to parody the fucking Sons of the Lambs trailer with with <laughs> with Dion and Jeff so fucking bad. I Let's really do. It. I Why really not? badly do. It'd be fun. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys know how Buffalo Jeff would feel about that. Um, either 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 Kendo or me can be um <laughs> can be you know um well, Anthony Hopkins or something. So. We'll figure it out. I'm just glad Dion gets to be uh, Jodie Foster. Yeah, he's going to be Jodie Foster. Because, Dion, when I met you in 2008 back in college, I was like, that Dion, he reminds me of somebody. Jodie Foster. Yeah. You're a chocolate Jodie Foster, man. You're a natural. In West Virginia. And and Jeff's favorite song is Goodbye Horses. Um. Goodbye, Dion. No, see, you think that shit is funny. Ew. Oh man, I want I want to do a parody of that so so fucking bad. I think it'll be hilarious. I oh, it will. In a fucking early eighties Bob cut. Dude, you know what we got to do is we got to get since we're going to be doing multiple conventions, we got to make sure you have multiple outfits, Dion. So should one of them be Jodie Foster? That'd be pretty funny. We should have you be Jodie Foster from Taxi Driver instead. Quick, quick pro quo, doctor. Quid pro quo? Ah, yes. Quid pro quo, douchebag. <laughs> That's my favorite line of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, we'll save the actual Oppenheimer talk closer than uh, closer to the movie. But I'm excited to have that conversation, guys. We'll get a couple history buffs on. We'll talk about uh, that and more. But Nick, one thing I was thinking about when I was watching the trailer is. According to Back to the Future lore, Doc Brown worked on the Manhattan Project. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I read the comics, and yeah, he was part of it. They needed his help with, um, yeah, they came to his house during that time and needed his help for the stuff. But also, the alternative ending had to do with the uh, the first atomic test. Oh, yeah, they have to go to that damn refrigerator. <laughs> well, no, like, apparently, like, well, you, you know what it is, but anybody who doesn't, um, uh, uh, Marty had to drive into the atomic bomb when it was uh, when it was going to come down and explode, so he could have enough energy to go back to uh, 1985, where he would appear when there were um, a tour coming through the area. This, a DeLorean would shoot out of the fucking tower, wherever wherever the bomb dropped in 85. I mean, that makes for a much less interesting climax than you know the clock tower. 
everything <laughs> else. No, I don't know, man. I'd like like a, a, a DeLorean traveling, like speeding 80, 80 miles an hour towards a nuclear bomb. So that sounds epic. is built specifically for Nick. <laughs> that would be that would have been goddamn epic. I'm just saying. I'm 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 with, with the movie we have. I'm entirely happy with it. But just seeing that scene of him being like trying to time it out in his head and being like, it's such a dumb premise. <laughs> it is. A, yeah, it's incredibly dumb. How the fuck just, you gonna time out the atomic fucking bomb? Like the lightning thing was like cute and cheesy. Like you you knew the time. You know the fucking moment that Oppenheimer's crazy drunk ass is gonna hit the button. Get the fuck out. Yeah, and like <laughs> you have to figure it out and get the information, and like he has to like, and also like you're a teenage kid who's stuck in 1955, and you have to drive towards this thing that is like it's it's a fucking weapon and it's killed multiple people, and you're Shit, just like I have to drive to this so I can get back home. Right <laughs> now, does the stainless steel structure of the DeLorean protect Marty from the levels of radiation? I, no. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Kendo, do you do you 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 would know that, right? I'm sorry, I, I missed the question. I was reading something. Would the stainless steel body of the DeLorean protect Marty from the uh, nuclear um, radiation of the no. bomb? No, I didn't think so. Well, the thing. All right, here's where here's where that premise doesn't work because the second that thing detonates, Marty and the DeLorean are going to be like incinerated. So. I get that it would cause the flux capacitor to fluxing whenever it was hit with that fucking jolt from the nuclear explosion. However, I feel like nuclear explosions probably travel a whole hell of a lot faster than a DeLorean does and or, you know, well, then time, time, well, time, never mind. I'm not going to get into this because we will go down a fucking quantum hole that I can't deal with right now. No, let's not get, let's not get into quantum physics. That's, we're not no. there. We're not there. <laughs> We'll save that for closer to Oppenheimer, folks. Don't worry. We got a whole yeah. thing planned. Because I mean, even if the stainless steel, but no, because the windows, it would go straight through. The... Plus, wouldn't the EMP from the fucking bomb de deactivate the DeLorean? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Nothing, yeah, nothing's covered in like, in any sort of, yeah, any sort of material that, that would defer that. So, yeah. Right. So, the, the second the second it were to click off, because, you know, nuclear reactions like that happen pretty much at like the speed of light. Um yeah, the fucking EMP blast would knock the DeLorean out cold, and Marty would, you know, die. Yeah, either either be incinerated or die from radiation burns or poisoning. So, right. So I don't think it would work. I don't. That, that's not a. Yeah, you, you need a Mister Fusion. <laughs> the original ending of Back to the Future: Marty goes home to his family, and then they all start to get real sick, and it just ends. <laughs> the, the original fucking ending of Back to the Future is that really shitty '80s movie called The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, the day after! Yeah. Oh my god, I remember that one. Holy shit! I will tell you, I, we had to watch that in my high school civics class just to learn about. I don't know why we were learning about nuclear war in civics class, but I remember the EMP knocking out of everything. That's what made me unhappy. That's like the part that scared me the most because I'm like, because it's like, you know, if I don't live close enough, it could still deactivate it. Oh my god, how are you going to get away? But then again, I realized I lived in St. Louis and there was a defense mapping agency not too far from where I, like, literally two miles from where I grew up and went to high school. So that had to be on a high-priority nucleus. So I was going to be killed one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, if I moved to New Mexico, yeah. where I'm, you know, 100 miles away from Kirtland Air Force Base, which holds our largest nuclear stockpile of go weapons. So yeah, You I'm just like to look here. death in the face and give it the finger, don't you? <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, does. Like, I, can't, I can't not live anywhere where, you know, there isn't some kind of big target on it that says nuke here. Hey, if you want to disable no, well, well, Yeah, in Tennessee, we had Oak Ridge, so. 
And we that had Fernald out here. Oh, jeez. Now, Kendo, if you would like to get away from your family, I can offer you some vacation time at my home on Three Mile Island. That'll be safe, right? <laughs> I'd like to think that Three Mile Island is probably a lot safer now. I mean, 40 years ago, it probably wasn't very safe, but, you know. You know, you know, you, you know, you know, Jeff. Well, well, why don't we go to the the, the beaches of Chernobyl and just, yeah. just you know have a vacation there too? Let's go to Pripyat. There were beaches at Chernobyl. There weren't. I'm just fucking. Oh, yeah. say your revision. Look, were there more beaches or black people at Chernobyl? Tell me the truth. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go with beaches. Yeah, me too. Beaches, 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 beaches. Oh beaches. God. Still, yeah. still highly, still highly recommend that series, man. So fucking good. But Denzel Washington's not in it. There's no black people in Russia. Yeah, go figure. The Soviet Union had a well, uh, policy why, about that's that. That's why they made that joke in, in Nobody. Black Russian? What? Yep. <laughs> well, that's why Sarah Palin can see Russia from her house, because she can't see <laughs> black people. She mm. said live as close. <laughs> Is she still in politics? Yes, actually, she's something. She she was running for yeah, she was running for the representative from Alaska and lost. And Alaska voted in a Democrat representative because Sarah Palin was so bullish about her ego that she wouldn't get out of the race, and she split the Republican ticket. Oh damn! In Alaska, which is one of the reddest states in the country. Yep. Well, even Alaska was like, "No, bitch, we can deal with this shit for a little bit." She was my favorite person to watch get parodied on SNL. Listen, man, like it was it was awesome being in college during the height yes. of Sarah Palin. <laughs> like that shit was just great. Oh, it was so uh, good to be. Yeah, I'm stuck on her Instagram. She still looks good. Still looks good. Are you yeah, sure you're not looking at the Instagram for Lisa Ann? <laughs> I think he might be. Yeah, Wait, Neil hold Payment's on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Considering his social oh, oh, media no, following, no, no, you're right, you're right. It's probably I, the case. Yeah, it's Lisa Ann. Shit, she still looks like Sarah Palin. I mean. I'm not here to judge you, my friend. <laughs> At all. We all have our tastes. Okay. You like, uh, you know, Lisa Ann's a classic. She never goes oh, yeah. out of style. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ain't lying. Uh, I hope I wouldn't be lying. I mean, you know, I'm not that kind of guy, Dion. I'm honest about my porn. Folks, because of all the travel and stuff I had to take care of this week, we don't have a fake porn title for this week, but that'll return next week because that was a lot of fun. So I'm glad I'm glad you guys liked Gone with the Trim. That was a fun one to make. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can come up with next week. Gone with the Trim took me a whopping 10 seconds to create, so <laughs> there we go. Um, I see people in the chat talking about Jamie Foxx being sick. Have you guys heard anything about that? Uh, yeah, yeah man. I mean, they, they won't say what it is, but his family's saying they need all the prayers and the good thoughts and all that shit. So it sounds very serious. Yeah, it it apparently happened during filming or something where um yeah he got sick or whatever. I'm here rumors rumors that I'm hearing say it say he had a stroke, but once again I don't know. Ooh. Uh, I hope he you know pulls through and gets um, better because I do like him quite a bit. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Katie Holmes is like, you know, there to see him as well. Um, Are they still together, or were they together? Yeah, yeah, they were. They were together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They got married. Oh, I didn't know they got divorced. I think Maybe. so. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Some. Some happened. Yeah, I know um, either. Yeah, I. I know. I know. He was probably. He was probably having problems with Cameron Diaz on set from whatever Netflix movie they were shooting or something as well. So. I feel like we all have problems with Cameron Diaz on set. Hmm. Yeah. She, she hasn't, um, yeah, she hasn't, yeah, she hasn't got, got a, gotten the notice yet that it's not the 90s anymore. 
She's not popular. Wasn't anymore. she at her peak in the early two thousands though? Yeah, like Charlie's yeah, Angels, mask, Any Given Sunday. Oh, there's she, something about Mary. All about Mary. Like, yeah, she yeah. Shit in the yeah. Something about Mary. Excuse me. <laughs> Shrevels always loved the porn star version of Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> That might be the look. That might be the best, like most accurate porn parody ever, because she looks just like her. Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> I think I think some people got confused as well too uh, when they when they saw pictures of her. They were just like, "Is that Sarah Palin?" What you don't realize is it's actually three different women playing Sarah Palin in the porno. It's Sarah Palin herself, Lisa Ann, and Tina Fey. They're Tina, all, there you go. That's the other one, Tina Fey. Tina Fey's for all the close-up shots. She doesn't actually do any insertion, but she does all the emoting because you know. It takes a lot of different people to, you know, make Darth Vader come to life, just like Sarah Palin. It takes a lot of people to make her come to life. Yeah. Just wait till we actually have the financing to make these porn parodies. Oh, dear God. What we should do is we should make porn parody trailers and have them be like, you know, three to five minutes long like those old school trailers. And people be like, oh, my God, I want to watch this. I'm like, all right, now we're uh, we're taking funding. We need to raise $7 million for this. <laughs> For a porno? Yeah, dude, we hired everybody. Oh, we even God, got Riley yeah, Reed's yeah. husband. Yeah. He's working. He's working. He's doing our music. Oh my God. Oh man, you wouldn't trust me. You wouldn't need that much for a porn parody. You, you, they usually shoot those things over a weekend. Yeah, but I want to raise that much money so we can hire the best post production team in the business, bro. I want I, I want Industrial Light and Magic to do the effects. I want Skywalker sound. I want to be able to hear everything go in in surround sound, Dolby Atmos, everything, dude. What are you? It's gotta be what are the you gonna highest sell end. these sell these movies in fucking four K? Dude, we're gonna sell them in four K with Dolby Vision. Like when you stream this on the Pornhub app, it's gonna all of a sudden your TV is gonna turn into Dolby Vision. You're gonna go, oh my god, I can see every hair follicle on this. That's kind of disturbing. I don't know, man. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah, but it'd be worth it. I mean, unless you're into like the 1980s VHS aesthetic, then we can just throw a filter over it and make it look oh like my shit. God. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that, that's how a lot of indie horror movies are made. Like uh, I think pre-pandemic, they were doing that VHS. Uh, no, sorry, they were doing the the bad film filter a lot. It was really annoying. I didn't like it. Yeah, super annoying. And then and then for a while there, when the '80s were popular and certain things was really big, they were doing the VHS filter, and I was like, this is still annoying. Like it still looks, it still looks like a filter. Are you talking about horror films or porno? Both. Okay, I just checking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? I guess we should check back in with the audience because we've been on the air for five hours, five minutes, and fifty-five seconds, according to my clock. <laughs> oh, hold on. That gay Irish girl one two three four says the last Jedi porn parody. A parody with Hitomi Tanaka is Rose Tico. <laughs> I would watch that in a heartbeat. Oh my gosh. If she run, when she crashes the speeder, she just bounces a little bit because her chest protector keeps her safe. <laughs> well, folks, it's like every week. Technically, I guess we did do a porn parody this week because you came up with the Marvels one earlier, right, guys? There you go. Yeah. So there we go. We didn't miss a week, folks. We just gave it to you earlier than you wanted, or earlier than you read it. Um, Darian two and seven knows what's up. He says Jeff wants to hear. The audio is if they are banging right next to him and he's the cameraman. <laughs> I I imagine being being a cameraman in a porno must be like terrible because he always gotta wear a face shield. 
It's got to suck because you're the only one not getting laid on set. Yeah. It's like, according to, you know, it's like, yeah, the makeup and the fluffers and all these other people. No, not the cameraman. You're just there. Yeah. It always reminds me of the cameraman from Scream. <laughs> that fucking guy. Oh, Gail yeah. Weathers' personal assistant. Oh, God. I always think of the parody in Scary Movie, Kenny. Kenny, your fat ass just stepped on my Prada shoes. Sorry, Gail. <laughs> All right, so uh, Nick, did you pick a number earlier? I did not, sir. Would you please pick one? All right, let's do 28. 28. All right, where is number 28? Me off, all right, man. Jerk somebody else off. This is bullshit. I need, I need $5,000, not a $2,000 thing, man. Don't do this to me. Look, don't be unreasonable. You're not dealing with Johnny Bananas. Come on, yeah. No, I, I, I know I deal with Johnny Bananas, but can I have my money? Can, you, no, look, can I say it slow for you? Look, I need $5,000. Read my lips. $5,000 is what I need. How many porn parodies could we fund with $5,000, Nick? <laughs> uh, you could probably shoot about, I don't know, two or three scenes, maybe? <laughs> maybe that's one fair. scene? We only need a couple scenes for our next porno parody, White Man Can't Hump. That's our next <laughs> porn parody. <laughs> it's it's Riley Reed in an all-black gangbang. <laughs> that's all it... Oh, God. <laughs> that's how Gone with the Wind ended when Scarlett O'Handjob took on the whole plantation. She was tired. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's check in with the audience. Actually, <laughs> oh, all right. So, um, TLJ Screwjob, thank you very much for your generous super chat. He says, "I watched the X Men writer interview a few hours ago. It was awesome that they had an actual photo of what Wolverine was holding in the meme pose. And thank you for remembering that question about memes." Oh, no problem, TLJ Screwjob. I couldn't ask anything about X-Men 97 because it's, you know, in production and I really didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable because they were wonderful people, the LaWalds. But I'm glad you checked it out. I had a great time doing the interview and I'm working on the next one. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. So, uh, folks, if you want to check that out, join our membership program or our Patreon. It's on there. But uh, Patreon, you can actually watch the full version with the X-Men music and the commercials and the toy ads and all that stuff. So either way, folks, I highly recommend you check it out because it's a great interview. And uh, X-Men was a great show. Maybe the greatest cartoon of the 90s. So you can debate that in the chat, folks. Tell me what the best cartoon of the 90s was. And uh, if you say Transformers, I'm sorry. That just doesn't count. Dion? Yeah. Ten seconds, go. Best cartoon of the 90s. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, best cartoon in the 90s, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I agree. You know what you're doing is you're making me want another beer. Would you guys hold down the fort while I go acquire another beer? Because I'm jealous. I got I got sure. beer in me. Benvy, if you will. Uncle Benvy. Oh, yeah, baby. Fuck. Yeah, fuck man. Go, go, go get your Christmas beer. That is exactly what it is. Motherfucking get yourself a bottle opener. Shit. How you got got a bottle opener? I've been using the door frame, okay? (laughs) Like a a savage. Yeah, what's wrong with you, man? You need self-respect. Yeah, don't you have a bottle opener in your keychain or something? Come on, man. Yeah, like a grown man. What the fuck, bro? A lot of it's weird in stuff my luggage. It's in my shit that I moved across the country with. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I, I, I get it. They got the twist up shit in California. No, it's okay, man. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. California. You can only twist it with your pinky yeah. out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, uh, he did actually. Well, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, motherfucking. <laughs> 
<laughs> you there, Dion? You doing all right, buddy? I, I was. I started fucking laughing because I, I, he came back and he left. I was like, shit, are you, you know, fucking throwing us off, man? Go get the goddamn dude. He was leaving. Shit. Well, hopefully he actually comes back. It's not like the old days of him going, you know, to the bathroom when we were doing uh, the watch parties. Never returning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll be back. Yeah, okay, okay, Jeff. Sure, you will. It's <laughs> gonna close yeah. my eyes for a minute, man. <laughs> yep, and we have to. We're, we're just left on. We're just left on the live stream. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like the Legend of Aquarium, Jeff. Oh God. At least it was a legend. That's true. <laughs> and this beer just so happened to be a twist off. <laughs> I was holding it. I'm like, shit, I don't have a bottle opener. I got to hurry back to the show. They're, they're treating me like I'm the fucking guy from Quantum Leap. I never returned home. So it's like, hurry up. Shit. And I just twisted it off. So thank you, uh, Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter. You have a twist off bottle. Yes, yes, it does. All I believe all Yinglings are twist offs. Well, I'm thankful for that. I'd be thankful if I had some yingling. Uh, well, when you come to hang out, take a truckload home. Don't have to. They sell it in Missouri now. Oh, shit. Well, when you last come time. to hang out, go to last Missouri anyway. home. Yeah, last time I was home two months ago, the first thing I did before I went home is I stopped at the gas station, bought a case of yingling, then I went back to the house and then you know proceeded to drink the yingling. It I think you awesome. texted us when you were a couple beers deep. Probably. That sounds like Wait, something I would have done. Was that the night we had the Father Ted discussion? No. Where we kept sending voice chats back and forth? Oh <clears throat> No, that was like a month or so ago. That's <clears throat> when I was celebrating the fact that I got the move that I wanted where I'm at now to much oh, okay. closer to home. And I was Dude, avoiding the last two months of all just graduate together. work by drinking. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. Uh, so Xavier God says, what do y'all think of the hero's kids getting suits? To me, it feels forced and doesn't feel earned, like they're a good successor. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think the suits were that. You're talking about Guardians, right? Guardians 3? I didn't even like the suits. I felt like it was just kind of a weird, I don't know, ah, now we have uniforms. It's like, eh, whatever. It wasn't my favorite edition, but... I mean, they're the next generation of the Guardians, and Rocket's going to lead them, so I guess they need a uniform. You know, I don't. I don't really have a strong opinion on it, but I don't like the next generation, and I don't like derivative superheroes. It's like you can have Captain America or Bucky. It's like eh, you really. It's like Batman and Robin. Nobody really wants Robin. Yeah, you're gonna get some people that say Nightwing is awesome. Yeah, that's Nightwing. I'm talking old school Robin. You really want Robin running around in his pixie shorts and little boots? Nobody no. wants to be Robin. <laughs> the boy wonder. I wonder why anybody liked him in the first place. Were you guys ever Robin fans? <laughs> no. I love both how you like. You're like, no, uh, uh-uh. Robin. I mean, me. no, he, he like like he, he served a purpose, but like he was, yeah. he's not the star of the to show. To die. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was cannon fodder. That's basically what it was. If yeah. if if Batman got got stuck somewhere, you know, couldn't reach his utility belt, yeah, Robin was there. What we're gonna do one day is we're gonna get to do our own Batman movie series. But our thing is, every movie Batman gets a new Robin because they keep dying on him. Just like fucking right in front of his face, you know. <laughs> the, Joker the kills one, one Mister Freeze last, kills one. The last one should be a sexy one in, the, in the, like the third movie, where it's really conflicting, where he's like trying not to hit on her, but <laughs> oh, like Carrie Kelly Robin or something. Yeah, just an older version. But like, 
it keeps happening that you know she's in awkward positions with him and he's just kind of like just trying to avoid it but you know he just can't sorry i can't help this <laughs> it's my bat boner <laughs> want to get nuts <laughs> oh dude that's like that's like his bat shark repellent uh-huh. should we should we premiere our let's get nuts michael keaton chocolate bar this summer like if we can figure out how to like <laughs> get a business to do that oh i'm sure, oh, I'm, 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 sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can get something started for sure i mean we'll have celeb confections by the end of the year i really want to make that happen i was laying in bed yesterday thinking about the michael jackson chocolate bars <laughs> and what a wonderful <laughs> idea they are it's both black and white oh <laughs> <gasps> that's the third that's the fourth one it's a half white, half dark bar. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> You're welcome. I didn't even think to do that one. Boom. Now I want to listen oh, to that man. song. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> Enrique Vasquez says, Hail WCBS. So I saw Return of the Jedi, and I have this question that's been bugging me for years. Why was Vader wheezing when Luke was striking him? My wife says that since the machines are keeping him alive, he's weak. I always saw the machines as enhancements since he wouldn't feel pain and arthritis in his joints. Thoughts? This is... I, I know this is discussed in some of the EU books. Um, Dion, do you want to take this one? Well, Dion has passed out from here. I guess I'll take it. So Enrique, I had always thought he was wheezing because his suit was compromised. Like the minute it's like an airtight suit. So it's like when he takes his mask off later, it's like, and so I thought when his suit was broken like that, he's just like, it was like real air getting in there and kind of throwing him off. And, uh, I don't know why he screams out in pain, but it works. I mean, I love that scene in the original cut. Return of the Jedi has a great ending. They just ruined it for the, uh, Blu-rays, but yeah, well, I'll save that for later. Like, like, once again, I watched a video on, like, you know, like, Vader in his suit because they had it on some nerdy YouTube channel, like, years ago. Uh, and apparently the thing is that the Emperor keeps him in, in an old suit to keep him kind of, like, you know, there because, like, they, they, they have the money that they can make him a really awesome one that'll make him badass and, like, do black backflips and shit. But then that'll make him stronger than the Emperor. And the Emperor doesn't want that. He wants to keep him weak and feeble and, you know, in that old suit that at least keeps him alive. And that's about it. Well, the Emperor is such a great guy. Getting his ass kicked, and you know he's not used to that. He's actually winded, Enrique. That's what it is. Darth Vader just hadn't done cardio in a while. Yeah. So he's just like, <gasps> <laughs> he sounds like my friend when he walks a flight of stairs. One flight of stairs. There's, there's Dion. He's snoring away. Hello, Dion. <laughs> it's the man of your dreams. Oh, you're really asleep. Well. He'll wake up in a minute. Enrique Vasquez says, Also, Nate Fillion is Drake, Bruce Campbell is Sully, and Sarah Chalk is Elena in my head cannon. Terminator button with a random button, please. Sure. Oh my god, dude, that'd be awesome. Holy shit. Especially Sarah Chalk. She's fun. Yeah, she has, she, she gets, you know, I, I like to hear more things, but, you know, I know she's got a family to raise. She should start a, a band called Second Becky. I'd buy Second everything they put Becky. up. Second <laughs> Becky. Yeah, man. I know, I know she's been on the... Um, the Scrubs podcast a couple times for sure. I would hope so. She was on that show a couple times. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> Dude, she did. Uh, she did a what was it? I think it's a. It was like a light. It wasn't a lifetime. It was like a movie of the week. Um, movie on uh, on one of these channels, and it was a uh, 
a horror movie where she uh, she was like a teenager in a, in a small in a small town in like Winston Salem or some shit like that. And she she's you know she's from California. Somebody makes fun of her because you know they're in a small town and she's from California. And uh, apparently she like her house and the her grandmother and everything like that are like have the bloodline from the old witches that used to like haunt the town like hundreds of years ago. And some of the kids start like going missing and getting attacked, and they think it's her because she's come back because. They're, the old witch, her grandmother predicted, like you know, I'll come back and like torture the kids and shit. But um, yeah, it was a it was a very it was a very weird like made for TV movie that was loosely based based on a book from back then. It was it was odd. I'd watch that. Yeah, it's called Around Halloween. Been, yeah, it's called I've Been Waiting for You. Uh, I remember one like I remember watching Scrubs and seeing that on TV, and I was like, oh, this is really awesome. I get to see this movie that she's in that's like not Scrubs. Um, and apparently the mother in that movie was also the mother, uh, her mother that plays her mother in the show as well. So it's kind of cool. Hmm. It all comes full circle. Oh yeah. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. <laughs> Only a master of evil doth. A lightsaber crash. Boom. <laughs> TLJ Screwjob says, Mr. Cleo plus Cleopatra equals Mr. Cleopatra. <laughs> will, will Dion wear, wear, wear a, an Egyptian pharaoh, pharaoh hat? Will that be a thing? I think he will. Okay. I think he should. I think he should. I think I should draw Dion as a pharaoh. <laughs> he was Kang. He was Kang. <laughs> now you have one... to. Now you have Should to. I really? Wait, hold on, that, hold, like, hold on. Can we get can we get an extra table at uh, at, at the Cincinnati Comic Expo for him to be um Mr. Cleo <laughs> so he can do predictions for like five bucks we... a piece? Let's save that for Horror Hound, where they're not as uptight. So there you go. There you and go. then what you no? Here's what you do: is you draw Dion as the Pharaoh, and then you draw us as the Hebrews. <laughs> I don't want to cancel my art career before I can continue to go in the direction I want. So I'm going to pass on the Hebrew part. Okay, but well, I then will you just, just have us, you know, building the pyramids for him. Fair. That's fine. We'll just build the pyramids. I can. Nick's got the back strength to get that shit up there. If anybody wondered if it was aliens, nah, it was Nick. Big rig. <laughs> Listen, man, uh, the Jewish people got the contract, but the Mexicans probably built it, all right? Let's be honest. <laughs> were, were there Mexicans back then? That Well, that what, what, what aliens are they talking about, Kendo? I mean, you went there. I just... Folks, if you're listening at home, I just want to point out that that was Nick Utam that said all that. That was not me. He's the one that went there. I do it because I do it because Ken is afraid to. You mean because Ken is too white too? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Yes, you're right. I'm afraid to be racist. (laughs) That's why Dion's asleep right now. He's afraid of all this racism. He's he put himself to sleep. I can't handle it. Yeah. I'm like the Cody Rhodes of this podcast, okay? I conquered racism. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I was born decades before your fight to end racism, and I really feel like my life is different now. Jeff, there was a lot of people born before Cody Rhodes' fight to, you know, end racism. It just, he put the final nail in that coffin. Thank God for Cody Rhodes. If it wasn't for that motherfucker, I swear, where would we be as a society? One of the one of the one of the greatest fucking TikToks I've ever seen, and I hate TikTok. It was Same. a reels. It was a reel that ended up on Facebook, and it was like a dude in a plague doctor outfit, like dancing through like this park where all these people were at, and the the caption said, "Racism coming back to AEW since Cody left." 
It was like this upbeat music, and the guy's just like fucking dancing around with a cane and just waving his hat, like going through this park. I wish I could find that. That was one of the greatest videos I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, that's funny as shit. <laughs> I wish I could too. If you ever do find it again, send it my way. I'm gonna look it up right now. Well, Darian two one seven has a wonderful super chat. Thank you for your generous message or amount. But this is the fun part. He says, "High evolutionary got over with the crowd, drew heat like a veteran heel." Take note, wrestlers out there, could put up a sign when you do the spoiler section and take it down when you move to the other topics later. Rogan Biker, please. Uh, sure. You know what, Darian two and seven. I'll make sure I implement that kind of stuff. Uh, the summer of bullshit is going to be all sorts of new things, so we can do that uh, when we do our next. Uh, We'll have our whatchamacallit. Uh, we'll do other movie reviews, like the Barbie movie. We're not reviewing the Barbie movie, I'm Dear sorry. Dear God, no. <laughs> I, I, do, I do love Margot Robbie, but not that much. I think it's going to be this really ridiculous, over-the-top, self-aware movie, and I'm still not interested. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I got, I got that, kind of, that kind of thing from the trailer as well, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, it's, not, yeah, it's not worth paying for. I think they're trying to make it so guys will actually watch this movie, too. Because they don't want another Ghostbusters 2016 where they're like, eh. well, I mean, well, I mean, it's the fucking Barbie movie. Like, no guy's gonna go. Like, I'm sure a guy will get. If you guys are dragged to it, but no guy's gonna go willingly go to watch it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Dion is, but he's asleep. So that's why he's protected himself, so he doesn't have to be dishonest on the show. <laughs> well, he has a wife, and I'm sure she's gonna drag him to it. No, or that'll be he's the got a wife. He and he's us. gonna drag her to it. Yeah, about to say, I was like, yeah, that's gonna be the excuse. Man, I just wanted to see Margot Robbie's fine ass. Nah, man, you wanted to see Ryan Gosling and uh, the dude who plays Shang-Chi fight it out. That's what you wanted to see, bro. Real men, real men on film. Oh, wait. That's a Sunday Living Color crossover. Never mind. We're going to leave them alone. Um, but it's time for the Rogan Biker button. Did you see that guy? Did you see that guy accidentally hit that moose with his car? No. Holy shit. Jamie, pull that video up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh man! And you know what? While we're on the topic of motorcycles, we owe Enrique a button. So let's catch up with another motorcycle. This guy's been dead more times than we've done episodes. Thank you, Ninja Lawyer Steve. We greatly appreciate you, brother. And then Enrique had also requested a random one, so here you go, buddy. I know you like this. Yeah. R.I.P., dude. R.I.P. Yeah. Folks, I want you one week to send in enough stuff that we can kill that guy a thousand times. That'd be amazing. Oh my God. We'll call it the biker episode. We'll talk biker about episode. biker topics, and then we'll just kill people. Or he'll kill people. <laughs> All right. Um, TLJ Screwjob with two of these says, So last week with the Jeff and Dion at the club when they were 19 and the stripper was doing the pile driver thing, I hope no one got stone-colded. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did you know the story of Dion? And I go, oh, yeah, I told that story many times. I love that story. It's how you become friends with somebody for life. Strippers. <laughs> or stripper glitter, you know. It, it is a thing that binds us. Uh, yeah, it, it binds 
literally binds us together because we can't get it off. It's like when we're at IHOP at 2 in the morning, we're like, yep, we were at the strip club. We got glitter on our faces. It's like, Kendu, how did you get it up your nose? Don't ask, man. I had to pay a lot, but I got what I wanted. Literally. (laughs) Uh, TLJ Screwjob also says, last week you also mentioned missing the Marvel slash DC crossovers. Didn't head of Marvel say something bad about DC? And hold on, it refreshed, sorry. Um, Didn't he say something bad about, yeah, DC and, and how he framed it? He said that DC... Was like a porn star who couldn't get it up. That was Joe Casada that said that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. He... Well, I mean, well, well, I mean, James Gunn went over to DC for a reason. So, hmm. it wouldn't it be funny if the James Gunn movies are actually successful, and like people are all like, "Well, wow, DC movies are great." Well, see, like, well, like, like I said before, like they have they have the ability to go R on a lot of their stuff because they don't care. I mean, they you know they can do that. Disney has to be PG thirteen or and no higher because you know that's their shtick that's what they've been doing for 50 years now 50 plus years so it's going to be interesting to see if they if both if both these corporations actually grow some fucking brains and actually figure out what they're doing because neither both of them are fucking up and it's it's like idiotic that they are but they're doing it you know and it's just it's just such a dumb thing where it's like you have all this money and all these ips that you could make really fun stuff with but you're not and it's really dumb well, if they grew some balls, they'd probably make better stuff too. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, they they must have the same ad team as Bud Light. Oh, dude, yeah that that saga uh, still continues. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I love checking in on that to see how much how much further down the pipe they go. Oh, and give no me matter a, what they're trying to do, it's mm-hmm. not working. Give me a quick update for the last like two weeks because I've been out of it. After the lady that Heinrich Scheid lady got fired from uh, Bud Light, what happened? Oh no, no, she didn't get fired. She got let go, or or oh. or, or I don't know some some other fucking corporate term. Please don't leave. Thank you. So okay, so um, she's fucking fired. Yeah, so she's gone. <laughs> Somebody else is gone. Uh, they put out that super patriotic ad of the Clydesdale, like fucking clop it across America about how, you know, this beer's for all of us type situation. People were like, Man, you know what? Though we're still not buying it. And like Bud Budweiser came out and they, they were offering like free beer to like distributors and things like that as a way of saying, We're sorry. And that's not really worked. People are still like not buying it and in, on the, the most recent thing was on the earnings call the ceo of anheuser-busch had to like go out of his way to tell like the people that were listening on the earnings call the whole thing with dylan mulvaney was not an ad campaign we're not you know in you know marketing with dylan mulvaney it was simply just they sent him his own six pack of beer with his face on it it's just like a a little video thing that's all it was they're not making those beer cans we're not selling them with that you know his picture on it blah blah essentially just trying to walk it back as hard as possible but we'll see if that works i doubt it'll work but i was going to ask you if you think this is going to work because it's like people yes people have a short attention and memory but you know people remember this for a while this is a very much like company that missed the mark on their uh demographics what was stupid about it was the lady in the video the marketing person that came up with this idea was like you know we're our beer you know brand is outdated and it's like frat boyish and everything like that yeah anybody that's been to college and has dealt with either frat boys or parties in general bud light's not usually there because Mm -hmm. bud light costs too much typically 
you're buying things like natural light or milwaukee's best or yeah. bud ice and yeah. you know things like that because that's usually the beers that we either bought to take the parties or the bar beer we bought that when we had parties at our place because it was the cheapest beer you could get a hold of so it definitely wasn't a whole lot of bud light at those parties if there were it's because you bought that for yourself and you were stashing it but if you're buying your own secret beer stash you're buying bud light so was hey we've got the number one selling beer in the country what can we do to make it better i know let's not let's try to change the image and people that we're marketing this to don't really exist in our beer drinking demographic and we're going to piss off essentially the entire south way to go <laughs> and cost and, and cost billions of dollars in damage it's like yeah the funny thing is it's not even just that it's like you could be like oh it's just a bunch of you know fucking good old boy hillbillies and blah 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 well the thing is like their sales are fucking getting hit everywhere they even there was even a video that came out from like people in boston that were taking pictures and videos of like the beer concession stands at fenway park talking about the bud light you know beer tents being ghost town so it's not it's an across the board thing like everybody is is pissy about it not just you know the people they would just you your stereotypical you know mouth breathers you would ex, you say would be the ones that were pissed off by like everybody was like oh, fuck you what do you think's going to be i mean obviously the outcome is just lo money lost and all that stuff but do you think it'll go any further? Because I was looking at something. Apparently, Anheuser-Busch is going to triple their uh, marketing over the summer. And yeah, because they got to drivers a five hundred dollar bonus along with free cases of beef. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, if, if people can if people can hold out and still fight this during the summer, they will really, really, really fuck with Anheuser-Busch hard because that's yeah. that, that's a time of year. Spring to yeah. summer is their time of year, man. Yeah. Well, this so, is how you fight. Like, if you consider this that woke entertainment or woke media or woke marketing, making this fail by not buying it goes to show these companies that this type of marketing just does. It's like we understand that you're trying to be whatever and appeal to more people, but you, I don't know. Sometimes you just don't want to betray your audience. It doesn't matter about your opinion or views of a company. You just don't want to betray the audience. Like, I think our video that we put out a couple weeks ago about it. Uh, you know, it just talks strictly about the advertising and how that's a mistake. And that's how I've always looked at it. Is this, the the yeah. day we were at WrestleMania when this went down, and I was like, this is not going to land well. I saw that right away and thought that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, I think that's how I'm looking at it as, as well. It's like the advertising was dumb. It's like it's the, the same thing Gillette did like two or three years ago or whenever the hell that happened. They lost $9 billion on that whole thing too. It's like... But that's You're the best like, a man can get, Nick. God, well, not anymore. It's the best anybody with a fucking beard can get, apparently. Um, or anybody with any, with any sort of hair can get. I don't know. Um, it's, it's fucking weird. But then it's it's one of those things where it's like i don't care who you advertise to but it's dumb to change your legacy brand uh -huh. i mean you're the people you're the people who come out with the fucking five and six and eight blades on a on a fucking head all you know every other year all the time it's like i understand what you're doing we all get it we're we're fine with it it's it's okay but like don't change it just because you want to advertise to a demographic that's less than one percent or even less than, than a tenth of a percent like it's dumb to do Mm-hmm. It'd be like if the Waffle House came out with ads of these really fancy looking people like all ritzy and stuff sipping champagne and eating waffles and they're like, Waffle House, we're high quality and high brow. Like you'd piss off a lot of hillbillies. Yeah, man. I it's mean, also yeah, lying. Yeah. I've never walked <laughs> yeah, into a right. waffle house where people are sipping champagne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. you're gonna piss off a lot of people because like 
like a lot of people who like you know travel at night or truckers or whatever anybody like that is like they're gonna skip going to the fucking waffle house like it's gonna be bad yeah. um, we don't we don't serve fucking trash okay <laughs> so you know you're gonna get a lot of people mad yeah but uh, once again like waffle house just kind of like knows where they stand and they just kind of they're kind of okay with it like yeah we we, we know who we are it's fine <laughs> yeah all companies that know where they stand and just continue to like give their audiences and customer base what they want always succeed it's you know it's just a secret that's not so secret give the people what but they it's want. one of those it's one of those things where it's like you've seen other companies other companies do the same bullshit in what in any other space like there's no way that like you're these companies are like so far gone or like up their own ass or in their own bubble where like they can't see these things happening in real life or in the world around them and they're just naive to this thing it's like how the fuck do you see this thing you're doing as a good thing where, where you think any publicity is good publicity is that are you going by that old rule because these days it fucking doesn't work no it's no. been proved over and over again and anytime you do it, you lose goddamn money, and then you have to answer to it, and then you have to, and then like it, everything goes to shit. It's really fucking simple, you know. And the fact that these, it's, it, it boggles, it boggles the mind from like so, you know a normie's point of view who's not in the corporate world and who doesn't, you know, is not in the high like high paying advertising job or something like that. It's like how did this pass so many people? And somebody said, yes, let's do this, and this is going to be okay, and it's going to work. Do you not look at the fucking numbers, the data, anything? to equate like this this decision like how does how does that get past so many people so many eyes and just be like okay let's do it like i don't understand well, that it the marketing department on these companies are a lot of younger people that are into this shit and they just push that man well then so then well you're okay so i'm i want to i'm not yelling at you i'm yelling at the whole situation oh, i get what you're saying what you're what you're saying then is is that nobody who's older who's done the job who's in who's like pitching who's wanting the marketing people to do their job is looking at the ad when it comes out and being like, "Oh, this is okay. This is cool. Like, let's let's approve it." Because I assume, once again, don't know what's going on. I assume they want the ad company to do a certain ad for you know a certain demographic of people, and then those people come up with certain ads and certain mockups, and they and they 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 go to corporate the corporate office one day and like pitch pitch them all their stuff and everything like that, and they pick the ones they like and what they don't and how to adjust and things like that. So nobody saw this and was like. You know, thumbs up across the board. Let's 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 greenlight it and go forward. And then that was it. Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah. that is that is like I don't know, man. It just seems like they're all these companies. These once again, these legacy companies like Anheuser Busch and Gillette and whatever are so far gone from uh, the normal people that they've forgotten everything. They just think that they can advertise to anybody with anything and they'll make money. It's like that's not how that fucking works anymore. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. You know, like just keep like once again, if, if you're a legacy brand, keep making the same shit. You don't see Coca-Cola doing this shit. They're still they're still minting money. Pepsi tried it with that uh, Kylie Jenner ad, but that didn't work for him. No, that was really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think but I mean, yeah, it's just it's 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 one of those things where it's like you cannot be this just inept to what's going on. And think what you know, like it's 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 idiotic, man. It's beyond idiotic, really. It is. Do you think Dylan Mulvaney will get any more national sponsorships? Um. Well, well he's got a he's got a sponsorship from Maybelline and Tampax. Which <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, he's got it. He's so. I get back to the but I guarantee you that they had more marketing spots planned out or were planning them out for him until the shit hit the fan and they realized they'd fucked up. 
So there's that aspect. But yeah, no, he's got like a ton of marketing sponsorships, like our endorsements and Tampax is one of them. How can he are we the next Tampax sponsors then? Listen, um, Hershey, Hershey's Chocolate had the Woman of the Year on on, on their commercial, and um, I, I don't think it was. Okay. I I know it's a very obvious answer, and people know what I'm trying to say, but why is that person the fucking spokesperson for tampons? Don't people... Don't you usually watch people that use your product in the commercials? Like, you know, when they sell fucking face wash you watch the actor wash their face when you watch a bud light commercial they usually drink the beer when you watch a pizza ad they're eating a slice of pizza like because these are weird times the jeff these are weird times apparently yeah. if you're not socially aware you're you're wrong so is it so to be socially aware means to be like neglectful of like science and reality right yes exactly exactly because apparently according to some people math is racist too it is and and gravity hurts my feelings, so yeah, we're no longer like going to acknowledge gravity on this show. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I know shit's <laughs> shit's broken. No, I'm reading. I'm reading our our, our rated shows. Uh, that's just <laughs> oh, he switched from Bud Light to Labatt. So like, all right, I, I, that's a good choice. That was good. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's all the partnerships that Dylan Mulvaney has. Uh, Aretesia, whatever the fuck that is, CeraVe, Crest, House Labs, Instacart, K18 Hair, Kate Spade, Kind Snacks, KitchenAid, Ole Henriksen, Rent the Runway, Ultra Beauty, and I believe he's also got Nike as well. Yeah, I, I heard the Nike one. Them, yeah, yeah. So it's like companies are trying to outdo themselves. Like, oh, this person's so packs. popular and trendy. Let's uh, let's get them on they, board. It's like, eh, it's a mistake. Once again, they're advertising the Twitter way. If you know what I'm saying, and they're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, this is the way everything's gonna go, and this is how to make more money." It's like, no, not really. <laughs> no, you know. I, once again, I'm not saying to to exclude those people, but like, be smart about making fucking money. You know, you 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 should appeal to the, the majority of your audience. Yeah, at all yeah, times. Yeah, appeal appeal to the majority, not the minority. Once again, Disney knows this as well. They tried appealing to, you know, the minority, and that that's not worked for them. They tried making their little fucking Twitter movie as well. That didn't work for them. They lost money. Like, this is obvious. This is really obvious. <laughs> Doxy Mom in the chat says, I ain't got time to bleed. That should be the slogan for the uh, Dylan Mulvaney commercial for Tampax. There you go. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> Shit. I'm not going to go buy a box, but I would laugh if that was a real commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's, here's the thing. If they did do that, their sales would go up. They'd piss a lot of people off, but the sales would go up. Shit, I might buy everybody on this channel a box just for the hell of it. So like, yeah, guys, we got the uh, the, the Predator edition tampons. I ain't got time to believe I'm a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> yeah, if they if they if they went that route, they would make money then, but they ain't gonna do it. So, <laughs> I I didn't expect to go that far down the rabbit hole of Dylan Mulvaney, but it's like. I haven't been, you know, been able to produce as much content, but I still check out the news, and I'm like, Bud Light's still having problems, new commercials, oh, yeah. this, that. It's, it's, it's just, it's just fun to see, and even, even when I go to the grocery store, like that whole section of Anheuser Busch is just full. Oh yeah. You know, I've heard, I've heard Costco's trying to give it away. Like it's, it's insane how it's happening right now. Um, I've heard a lot of bars are just turning them away. Don't want, don't want any of it. Like it's, yeah. It's oh, like dude. They, there was a bar. I was reading an article about a bar. 
that essentially said that if you won't, if you, we serve Bud Light, and if you don't want to drink Bud Light, it's because you're a transphobe or something like that. Their business took a fucking humongous hit over the course of like a week to the point where they were like begging customers to come back and putting out apologies. Like, yeah, Sorry, we didn't mean it. Please come back, come back and drink beer. We we want you to because, yeah, that's there. You go. That's a way. It was in Indiana or something like that. I, look it up but yeah they, they i thought that was hilarious it's like you're already struggling with the beer sales because people aren't buying the bud light and then you insult them for not doing that and saying we don't want your business if you won't buy bud light good luck yeah in, insulting your customers has never worked for anything no yeah. once again ask disney yeah and that's why i think all the people that are listening to this right now are a bunch of stupid <laughs> 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 and that's what i got to say about that what <laughs> should I be the man on the street and like look into this in my local area and see how like dude if you can just imagine the that street, could be the new video going yeah, to like dude. beer going to like this going to stores and and beer stores and things like that and just like holy shit did you have you have, the, you, you have the giant liquor store near you that fucking yeah, party Walmart. you know what I'm gonna do I'm actually gonna call them up tomorrow and be like hey I'm a, I'm just gonna lie like hey I'm a reporter for an internet website and I was wondering if I could talk to one of your beer distributors or beer manager for a minute and I'll ask him a couple serious questions and then I'll go if in you and film can, it. yeah yeah if you can just video it on like your phone or whatever that'd be great yeah, that's how I shoot every other all the other footage yeah man glorious yeah. 4k yeah by all means yeah um I'm, and, and and I'm and I'm sure that I mean that place seems pretty cool I, I think they'd be all right with it well, the thing is, it's like I would just call and ask, so I could probably course, get like yeah, a yeah, more, yeah, course, you know, yeah, a better, yeah. longer discussion. And then if they want to talk in person, I'll talk in person. But I might ask a couple places. I got some connections to places that sell beer. I can just be like, hey, because the thing is, I don't want to walk into a store and go, oh, this is full, because food is distributed differently than toys. You know, they come, the toys come out. You can tell when they've sat around. With beer and other perishables, you know, it's a much quicker turnaround time. And I don't want to go like just shoot a bunch of beer stacks because it could have been refilled yesterday. So I do want to make a true. couple That's calls true. and be like, "Hey guys, how long has this sat here? Has this has the Dylan Mulvaney stuff affected your sales?" And you know, I'll get a yes or a no or whatever. And then if it's interesting, I'll go to the store and film it and be like, "Hey, I called the manager." But, yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely, definitely look at. Yeah, definitely look into it, man, for sure. I'm, t I'm telling you, the next Bud Light thing is going to be the "We're Sorry" video. We're sorry. We're going to get still, that, man. Yeah, they it's going to happen, and people are still going to be like, "Fuck you." Dude, they won't they won't sell beer for beer probably for the rest of the year. I mean, I really I really would love would love for people to keep fucking with them and not buy anything until like October. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a feeling, summer's past. <laughs> you know when I think everything will bowl over? Football season. When they fucking get the hottest athletes and everything else, they're gonna get them to sponsor their beer and you're never gonna hear but about still, no, 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 no. But I think again. I yeah, and I think I'll get okay, that that, that might work because I think they'll get a couple people back. But Look at Patrick really Mahomes to sponsor it or something. No, nope, like he's that. got a thing with Coors Light. Oh, good. Um, Joe Burrow, you better not do it, motherfucker. Oh God. Well, here's the thing: the first, the first athlete that's going to do it, I think, will get shit on hard. That's the thing: is like the first athlete or anybody to 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 advertise for them after this is going to be seen as a shill and probably just a corporate like you know puppet. And why don't they get, get the? Unless they get a black athlete, then they can play the racism card if you don't drink the beer. That's true. That's I was going to say, what that. if they get Colin Kaepernick? Cause he, is he still relevant yeah, enough? Yeah, I don't know. No. <laughs> Good. He's, hey, the reason I why really he started doing all him. the shit he was doing is because he was stopped being relevant. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I, I, how do they make a worse commercial than the Dylan Mulvaney stuff? I know that wasn't a commercial, actually. It was just a post. But, like, is there anyone else they could be associated with that would hurt their business more? 
I mean, they could just come out and say, if you if you love gay people, you drink Bud Light. That would be a real, real good way to just tank it even harder because you're going to get a lot of people that aren't exactly the open-minded type. I'm like, I can't associate with that. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm all about being excellent to everybody, like we say in all the videos, but I also don't think it's a business is responsibility yeah, to like force you into this shit. No, no, it's not. No, no, no. I hate when, especially when these businesses do the fucking rainbow flag for 30 days. You know, that's bullshit. Like you're you're being disingenuous. Mm-hmm. You know, like as June ends, guess what? That rainbow flag goes away. Oh yeah, and, and and it's like at midnight, like when you know, fucking, you know, it's 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 ridiculous how fast they do it once uh, once they don't need it anymore. You know, well, it's, it's like, it's hey, weird. we've done our we've done our service, and and, and they're like, and that's thirty one days. All right, we're good. <laughs> we've signaled our virtue, and it's time to get back to normal. Yeah, but yeah, like the reason you go into business is to make money, not to virtue signal, not to affect social change. You go into business to make money, and Correct. to make money, you you have to advertise to the general audience, not just a specific sect of it. Like, come yeah. the fuck on, this is all easy. I mean, it's. I went to school for advertising. That's why this topic has always interested me. It's just like we need a button where it's literally somebody shooting themselves in the foot because that's <laughs> that's all it is. There is a few of those out there on YouTube. There's one really good one where a guy fucking shoots himself through the foot. And he's like, "God damn it! I just shot myself." Yeah, well, maybe we'll make that a button. <laughs> we'll, we'll superimpose the Bud Light logo or something. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's. It's been wild to see. Yeah, I've been I've been looking at the updates periodically uh, as well, and just seeing what what happens and what uh, what they've been doing. But it's like, yeah, like there's it. Yeah, it's 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 like the whole company's on fire. And they're trying to you know make sure they're safe, but nobody is. You know what they can so. do to put out those fires, right? Open down with Bud Light. I was just saying, down with all that extra Bud Light they're not selling. Get a couple of those trucks, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. <laughs> You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Oh jeez! See this what bu- what they need. What they need to do is they they need some like man show level shit to 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 help them out to come back and to like bring the brand back. We need to be the not for them, but we should be a man show style thing for somebody else that deserves us. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually that shows. I think that shows on Tubi right now. We're watching man a couple show? episodes. Yeah, it's on Tubi. Yeah, that's that was the best thing Jimmy Kimmel ever did. I agree because I watched. I've been watching. I think I watched like five episodes so far, and I was like, "God damn, this show is really awesome! Holy shit!" Girls jumping on trampolines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was simple. The... It was simple, and it was cable safe. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Like they were really like pushing. Well, ca- pushing cable in. was different back then, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. There was. That's very true. It was very a different true. time period twenty something years ago. It was better. I can't believe yeah. I'm going on about this. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it was better back then because it was everyone I'm sure, was chill. I'm sure. I'm sure they were like negotiating with like, what what can we do to make to, to make this happen that you know the the FCC will not like you know dude nuke us for. You gotta get to. There's a later season where they play basketball against the Juggies. It's strip basketball. And I'll never forget Adam Curl's like, all right, girls, it's vagina time, and they have to get completely naked and play basketball with those guys. Like, that's where the <laughs> show went. Oh, man. Yeah, back when uh, back when TV was fun and everybody liked it. When TV had balls. TV had balls, yeah. yeah. Balls of steel. Yeah, man. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, that that show still got it, man. Um, especially the old dude on the big on the piano who is like just who can just like down the beers. Down them like nothing. It's ridiculous. People, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the uh, 
what the man show is um or you weren't alive back then but for all means go to tubi and go watch it you'll understand if you weren't alive when the man show was on you might be too young for this show <laughs> <laughs> but hey everyone's welcome i i don't think teenagers listen to us i think like you know the demographics tw- better than i do so yeah, yeah it's, honestly it's older guys older guys listen to our show more than anything else Okay, so it's then, our age enough. So then, so then, they, yeah, then they would have watched the man show. But yeah, once again, if you haven't and don't know what we're talking about, it's on Tubi for free. Go watch it, Jeff. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of notable Juggy girls, and Christy Hemi and Candace Michelle are on the list. I was not aware of that. Yeah, okay, I need to. They're, they're, the wrestlers. They're, yeah, wrestlers. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but not surprising. <laughs> I'm assuming they were probably uh, hired by Jeff Laurinaitis. I thought you were going to tell me that Christina Hendricks was on the man show. I'm going to go, how did I miss that? (laughs) You wouldn't miss that. That's a thing. She'd be like head juggy. Uh, By that point in her career, she was already on Supernatural and shit. So it's like, not Supernatural, uh, Firefly. There you go, Firefly, yeah. So it's like, yeah, she, she never needed to be a juggy. No, but she could have. But she could have. She should have is what you're saying. That too. That too. At least you're honest. It's late night. We we know it's up. <laughs> Folks, it's after midnight. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters After Hours. Let's uh This reminds me this reminds me of uh what is it? Um community Troy Nobbit in the morning. Nights. <laughs> you know once, and I'm not gonna ask you guys to do this with me, but one there's gonna be an episode of the podcast where it goes so long it becomes good morning pop culture. That's gonna. I'm be down for that. I'm entirely down for that. I'm okay with well, that. Not tonight, but I'm okay with yeah. that in the future. Yeah, we'll, we'll plan it out because what we'll do is we'll have guests on. We'll have like, you know, we'll invite people on for hour slots. It's like, are you awake at two thirty a.m. Eastern? I might be. Well, could you come on our show and talk about anything? <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, we'll some Mama, people. I'm, I'm I'm aware she's. I'm I'm very 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 aware she's she's divorced. Trust me. Who I've is been keeping tabs? Oh, Christine Hendricks. Yeah. Yeah, I remember she divorced her old husband, Jeffrey. I was like, well, it's time for another Jeff. So <laughs> give me a call. I'm not the fuck that licks the snozberries on the fucking... I can't believe she was married to the guy from Super Troopers. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Good for fucking him. Yeah, definitely good for him. <laughs> oh, oh, God, a 24-hour Marvel celebration stream. No, thank you. No, Jeff. no. I don't think I've no. ever heard you this mad, Nick, at anything that's not the God. desert. I mean, no, it's one of those things where it's like we could... I'd rather we go on random tangents than just dedicate 24 hours to fucking Disney Marvel. Like, we can do way better than that. We should spend 24 hours talking about Austin Powers and how overplayed you know Yeah, what? Baby Yeah was. Yeah, I'm okay with that. that. That's fine. That's entirely fine. But not... Yeah, I'm not de- dedicating a day to disney's bullshit so i'll dedicate a day to the old spider-man uh movies that's only entirely you... great we, that's that's wonderful yeah it's like not... six hours and we're done talking about it yeah that's great man yeah that's fine um or we could no better yet here you'll love this dedicate an entire day to james bond there you go one hour for every movie and we skip moonraker got it yeah that's fine it's entirely fine. A full day's work yeah. i mean if you're gonna skip one james bond movie you should skip moonraker yeah well actually mm-hmm. you skip octopussy but that's here that too. oh yeah It'll be a 23-hour James Bond marathon, folks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know what's funny is what we do is we rank them by our like our favorites, and we go like at hour four. It's like we've already talked about Gold Knight and our favorites. Let's just uh, let's call it a day. 
I, I, I remember they, they, I remember the like the old days of like sometimes they would represent it. Sometimes they were presented in like this really fancy way where they'd have like the backdrop be these guys, these people like announcing James Bond, talking about it, and they'd wear the suits, and they'd make the mar- they'd make the martinis and stuff behind them, and they'd talk about the movie and stuff like that. I miss that kind of shit, you know. Well, let's hire some uh, stevedores and let's have somebody make us drinks while we talk about James Bond in our suits. Dude, I would fu- I would fucking love that if we could shoot something like that and just have like that. Um, yeah. That'd, we're that'd gonna be great. Be together soon. Now that I'm back on this coast, we're gonna be doing way more stuff. Yeah, man. We're already, folks. If you didn't hear the beginning of the show, we're locked in for Horror Hound. September, sorry, August 18th through the 20th at the Indianapolis Convention Center in Indianapolis, Indiana. Come join us. Come hang out. Uh, the first WCBS Horror Hound was in Indianapolis in 2018. That was our first Holy show shit. together, was guys. Was it really? Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we had so many people come by the table and and uh, and come say hi to us. Holy shit, you're right. We actually have a good every horror hound. We have a good turnout of people. It's never like we're dead at a table. No, yeah, we, yeah, like yeah, and people, people, people always come by and they're real nice and it's a, it's always a good time. Always a always a wonderful time. My favorite it's guy we ever the... met at the con was D. Pensack, the guy that he's like the nicest dude ever. He brought like a a film reel and something else. He's always cool. So I hope he makes it up to horror hound and the comic expo. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. We're gonna do. Uh, let's make this this horror hound unique, guys. Let's not get kicked out, but let's make it unique. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So 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 we so I won't bring the mics with the uh, with the with the Bluetooth uh, speaker. Gotcha. No. <laughs> Don't hold you. Well, you're at a karaoke. Don't you want somebody to love? You know, Dion uh, Cable Guy style. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, I'll, yeah, I'll make sure to, to, to leave the mic at home. This way there's no, uh, you know, there's no ruckus. Ruckus? What ruckus? I didn't hear any ruckus. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, folks, one thing you will see at the con, like I said at the beginning of the show, is the Wokebuster stuff. Getting a big banner made, gonna have all this shit ready, uh, and, uh, then ship it out to you guys at the end of the year. Like I said, in time for the new Ghostbusters movie. I keep yeah, sharing the pages um... with people, and everyone's excited. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get some. If if I can, I don't know if I can though. I am gonna try to get some copies of Mother News uh, to sell Fuck the table. Yeah. Uh, Mother News. Let's see. Uh, Once upon a nightmare, Mother News is a movie that I helped uh, my friend Richard Tanner direct and, and shoot. And uh, Jeff Jeff has a seg- cooking segment in it, and I'm in it as well. But I also worked on it. So if we can get a handful of copies of that, I will br- I'll bring that with me. But I'll keep you guys a- I'll keep you guys apprised if I can or not. So there's no like, you know. <laughs> If, if I don't, you'll know. Yeah, basically, yeah. I have my personal copy, which I will not be giving away to anybody, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> but one thing we yeah, need you to I do... Had to, yeah, I had to truck that from, from one end to the other and give it to you in your hand. Dude, that sat... That's like I'm normally the kind of guy when it comes to my movie collection, I go alphabetical, except when you get to film franchises. So for example, once you get the B for Batman, I just put every Batman in chronological order. And then I go to the letter C. I know it's a weird thing, but it works. I, I for mean me. that I mean that that make that makes sense from a, a fan's perspective because you want you want all of them in there where they're supposed to be. Yeah, you that's know? how I look at it. Yeah, that's no you yeah, you want them because they're B for Batman and like all of them in there in chronological order so you know where they are. And then you go on to the next one. Yeah, makes sense. And then the only other weird caveat is box sets get put at the end because they're so big and cumbersome. And I kind of like to keep the uniformity. So, like, Ghostbusters, for example, isn't under G. It's under G under the box sets. So, 
Yeah. Then again, the Ghostbusters. Too. The reason I'm telling you this though is I put Mother Noose as the first movie on my shelf always. <laughs> Not because I'm in it, but because you made it. Oh, so I'm just like, oh shit, um, I made this movie. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna be at uh, FrankenCon in Tennessee. Um, they're actually going to. Uh, they're actually crazy enough to show it. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, they're actually going to show it um, there. I think it's going to be like, uh, I want to say Saturday. I want to say Saturday. Yeah. Um, I want to say Saturday, too. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, look it. I get that it's late. We're not going to be on much longer. But I did want to say one thing since it's still technically May the 4th for some people in America. We're gonna read. We're gonna read you the top ten Star Wars properties on IMDb, and I think you're gonna be surprised at some of the answers. So you guys ready to hear the top ten? Sure. Yeah. Number ten, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. Number eight, Star Wars Rebels. Number seven, Tales of the Jedi. Number six, Return of the Jedi. Number five, The Clone Wars again. Number four, Andor. Number three. Star Wars A New Hope, number two, The Mandalorian, and number one, The Empire Strikes Back. Guys, what what is missing from this top ten list? I'm going to say the sequel trilogy? Completely. Also, yeah, why is is it A New Hope, you know, number one? Well, okay, so the way it is, is it's ranked by user ratings on IMDb. Well, the the users are fucking wrong, Jeff. They're fucking wrong. While I agree 100%. A New Hope sits at 8.6. The Mandalorian and Empire Strikes Back sit at 8.7. So we're talking a fraction is what separates it. But, you know. I don't agree with the list. I I just thought it was interesting because it was by the viewers. I guess so. Yeah. So let's let's check in with the audience because we have some Fuck, Mary Kills to play and then let's put this baby to bed. I'm at hour six here, so there we go. (laughs) According according to uh, StreamYard. Uh, Kendo, have you had a chance to press a button? I have. All right, I'll pick this one. Son, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass! And then I believe we uh, owed Enrique another one earlier, so here we go. Rondo, welcome back, my friend. A little welcome gift. That's not the only gift I have for you. What? <laughs> uh, so what do you think? Maybe when he's older. No. What do you mean, no? I think he's saying he's old enough to operate it. Yes, 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 yes. No! You can't steal my catchphrase! No! Yes. No! Yes. No! Yes. No! 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 No. Oldie, bro. Yeah, I'm a fan. The R-rated show says, I actually like The Phantom Menace. It's such a goober movie, but the best made one of the prequels. I've I've come back on episode one. I used to hate it when it was new, and now I can easily watch it, but I still like yeah, it. Yeah, one and three are, I think, I think the best ones out of the prequel. Two is, like, very much filler, it feels like. Yeah. All right, so let us check in with the audience. Thank you, folks, for making this another fun night. Uh, it's great that uh, the summer of bullshit's starting now. I know the long hiatus I talked about, well, it turned out it'd be better to just keep on rolling. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the Guardians review, and we got a whole lot more coming. I'm getting back to work starting tomorrow. So TLJ Screwjob also said, 
saw this on Doom, said this on Doomcock's PCB show yesterday, but did anyone else think that the new TMNT trailer was an actual genuine joke? Looks like the Alien and Caveman show from Kablam in the 90s. Oh, you mean Prometheus <laughs> and Bob? <laughs> Actually, the if you have Paramount Paramount Plus, uh, Prometheus and Bob and Kablam are on there. Well, I have Paramount Plus, so I'm going to watch it soon. Dude, I miss I miss Kablam so much. It was it was such like I just an amalgamation of of fun stuff. Um, I loved it so much, man. It was so much fun. Same. I preferred uh, Action League. Now that was Action my favorite League. One. Now was fucking hilarious. It was it was. <laughs> you could still make that show today. Like it's really simple. It's super simple. Stinky Diver was my favorite. <laughs> the incredible melting man who melts god what a fun show uh, if we had more energy we'd talk about action league now but it's twelve twenty-three. i live in a different time zone now so you know nine o'clock no big deal midnight yeah all right so uh here we go uh but tlj screwjob thank you very much for that super chat thank you for this next one he says fuck mary kill stone cold versus man stone cold versus rock sorry stone cold versus mcmahon rock versus mankind taker versus kane I'm going to marry Taker versus Kane. I'm going to fuck Stone Cold versus The Rock, or no, Stone Cold versus Vinnie Mac, and kill Rock versus Mankind. I will fuck Stone Cold versus McMahon, and I'm going to be biased and pick Rock versus Mankind as the marriage one because the I Quit match is so brutal and it's like unsettling to watch the severity of that feud. Yeah. And then it becomes a, like a brotherhood with the Rock and Sock connection. So that's why I'm picking what I'm picking. And then Taker versus Kane is great and all, but it's also like 1998 WWF, and then they kind of overdid it. But once they became the Brothers of Destruction, I was all on board. So that made me happy. Uh, up next, it says, Kendo. This is from TLJ Screwjob again. Thank you, TLJ Screwjob. He says, Kendo, what's the passing grade in your school? The one that I substitute at has a passing grade of 60. No bullshit. I wonder how many people are getting dumber. I mean, 60 is a D minus. So, as far as I can recall, that's always been a passing grade. If you're done, I mean, that works on both. Well, at the school I work at, yes, 60 is a passing grade. Um, as for Texas Tech, I'm assuming 60 is a passing grade, but I'm in grad school, so anything below a B is bad because if you have less than a 3.0, you run the risk of being bounced from graduate school. Yeah, I where I went to school, a 64 was an F at St. William back in grade school because our scale was like it was nine, 100 to 93 was an A, 92 to 84. Five was a B and then like 84 to something was a C and it was just like it was weird but yeah um, college it was just in scales of 10 yeah that's what I remember TLJ Screwjob also says for a reminder I live in California of the East New Jersey <laughs> I'm sorry man I'm really sorry I, I would leave too if I was stuck there <laughs> Uh, Jeff, I found out uh, a movie uh, is playing in Franken Con that, that I think you'll like. It's called uh, Debbie Does Demons. Yeah, that's my uh, secret project. I made that movie. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah, my, my whole goal is just to, you know, make artistic porno. Nick, you and I are friends for a reason. <laughs> Those are going to be really tough to fix in post. Um. 
No, we're going to do everything one take. One take pornos. <laughs> one take. <laughs> They're like, I'm oh, tired. How Nolan? can I do Jesus. a 40 minutes? Yeah, dude. Look at everything else. Well, I was going to say everything else is real in this. No, it's not. It's as fake as other entertainment. Just the banging's real. They don't really care about each other. Sorry to ruin the illusion, folks. Um, <laughs> you mean you mean the mom really isn't banging her stepson? Oh, thank God. Ew, that's the, why is that a fucking genre? That makes me so uncomfortable. It's like you'll see like like Lena Paul and all these beautiful women. I'm like, I can't watch that. That's fucking weird to me. It just kills the vibe. Sorry, done. <laughs> Off the step, fucking soapbox. Step bro, I'm stuck in the washing machine. How does one get stuck in a washing machine? No, like, you know. the one I love is like I'm stuck underneath the bed. It's like how the fuck does that happen? My favorite part of any of these is the commercials that play because it's just like it's terrible acting, unrealistic scenarios, and banging. It's perfect. It's all and it's short too. You don't need to sit and watch a story like you know back in the day. They're like people need to go to a theater and watch these. As I advocate to make a four-hour porno epic of Lord of the Rings. Uh, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never mind. I, just, I couldn't imagine a fucking Lord of the Rings epic porno. Uh, we have a couple of Fuck, Mary Kills. These are fun. Uh, fuck, Mary Kill. Ivory, Deborah, and Terry Runnels. Kill Deborah, marry Terry, fuck Ivory. I will marry Ivory, fuck Debbie, Deborah, and kill Terry because Ivory's cool as shit. And Terry Runnels gave Goldust some problems, if you know what I mean. So, were they called chlamydia? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's not a joke. I read that on. Uh, I read oh, that on the oh, book, fuck! Actually. I was, I was, I was, I was screwing around. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Was, so was she? That actually happened. Right. I retract my statement. Okay. Would you like to change it? Uh, kill Terry. Fuck Deborah. Mary Ivory. All right. Cool. Well, I'll fight you for. Her. Uh, TLJ Screwjob, here's another one. Uh, thank you. He says, fuck, Mary, kill Lita, China, and Stephanie McMahon. Kill China, fuck Lita. That's tough, too, because I've never found Lita attractive, but you marry Stephanie McMahon. In a heartbeat. I think she's the best looking aunt at Stephanie McMahon. You're going to fucking win. Yeah. There's a reason why Triple H made the move that he did. He loved her. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he did at a certain point, but I don't I'm think. I'm sure he still does, but, you yeah. know. I mean, he, I mean, he he loves that he loves that money. So that's yeah, I'm sure that that was a lot to do with it too. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, "Could you please press the Mega Powers button?" You got it, no problem. Uh, where is the Mega Powers? The Mega Year, the Mega Year, the Mega Powers. I'm glad Hogan can get his oxygen. <laughs> uh, apparently, he gets to the N word too. Yeah, maybe. Well, he everybody gets one, <laughs> and they got his one on tape. <laughs> yeah, that's what made it worse. Yeah. Um, TLJ Screwjob says Xavier says he meant Ant Man and Thor's kid as heroes. All mm. oh, getting the suits and stuff. Yeah. Um, it was okay for like. Look, I wasn't a fan of Ant-Man's daughter getting the suit, but she's the one I mind the least because she's, like, the right age to be helpful. A five-year-old isn't going to help Thor on any adventure, and it's just stupid. So, 
you know, no disrespect to the kid actor because you're just a kid, so no judgment. But it's like, why would you write this? Hey, man, you got to make those sag payments somehow, okay? Yeah, but it's like, I think it's Chris Hemsworth's real, real daughter, so it's like, you're already rich. Like, we don't need more nepotism in entertainment. <laughs> or do we? That's true. We um, need another Baldwin. We need another Baldwin. <laughs> Marky Baldwin, that's his new name. God. He's a he's less of a murderer than Alec. Oh, sorry, he got acquitted in a court of law, so I can't say anything else anymore. Well, at least he's a straight shooter. Yeah, shot through the heart, and you're too late. You give Rust a bad name. Um, TLJ Screwjob, thank you. Uh, Happy Play Doctor says normal world trailer. Oh, um, and then TLJ Screwjob also said Falcon NWO movie will be worse than the Poke of Doom. Yeah, I don't think the Falcon Captain America movie is going to be very good. Even after we're kind of liking Guardians tonight, you really can't replace Chris Evans. And Anthony Mackie is a good actor, but his TV show sucked ass, so I'm out. Yeah, oh, and ha- speaking of Anthony Mackie, did you, have you guys seen the trailer for the teaser, the teaser trailer for um, Twisted Metal? How was it? I haven't no. seen it yet. It's, it's, it's just a teaser trailer, but it seems like... The world is an Armageddon, and these cars can like you know kill each other. That seems to be the 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 kind of thing that they're going for. It's not like they're it's a game or whatever, something like that. Like, so the world, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, that seems to be the way because like one of the the end of the teaser was like Anthony Mackie's car like driving in you know on a, this long road with the guns firing, and there was like a nice house on one side, and on the other side like things are burning and you know on fire and stuff. So. I assume there's some sort of class thing going on and there's like destruction on the poor side and the rich people get to watch them or something. That's that's what I got from that's what I got from the trailer. I might be inferring, don't take my word for it. So it's death it looks like from your inference, Death Race two thousand meets the purge. Got it. Uh yeah. Yeah. I just hope it's rated R and you know, they go they go they go full out on it. Um I don't want anything held back. Um this is fucking twisted metal, like come on man. Oh, buddy! If it's made in the modern age, it's going to be rated R. Kendo knows why. I just, I, I just want it to be good. I just want it to be good. That's all. That's all we want, man. We're right with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Ancient entity. Thank you very much. He says, "No love for Robin." Dick Grayson is one of the best. Dick Grayson's cool. I'm making fun of like Jason Todd or Damian Wayne. Tim Drake's fine, but like, I'm just gonna say it from. There's a small window of time where us kids grew up with Batman without Robin, and Robin brought it down when you introduced him. Like, the first two Batman movies, you didn't need Robin. Awesome. And then, like, he was sparingly in the cartoon. And then oh, he's yeah, part yeah, of yeah. the he was, films, yeah. and then it's... Yeah, 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 yeah. He was very... Yeah. And then, yeah, once he was in the movies, I think it became a little too much. It was it was weird. Yeah, I think Robin in the films really kind of changes my perception of Robin as a character, because... The cartoon that we watched as a kid, I liked him. I had the action figure, uh, you know. Every once in a while, he would go on an adventure with Batman, but he's just like, it's hard to get the essence of Robin in one appearance because it's you got to do so much work to make him kind of cool or appealing. And then also too, it makes no sense to, when you do a Batman film that Batman would keep a child sidekick that he would take out into the streets. Like the way they present Batman in film these days, you would need to do like a whole overhaul. And maybe make Robin a little older. Not like, you know, Chris O'Donnell, I'm going to shave and go down for my uh, social security <laughs> check age. You know. Maybe like high school. Like if yeah, Robin's maybe, like 10 maybe, years maybe, old, that's too young. 
well, no, maybe like leaving high school, going into college, like that kind of age, um, where he's still a teenager, but he's at least grown up enough to like you know be an adult. Well, technically, that's what the Chris uh, O'Donnell version is. He's like nineteen years old. He was thirty-five. What are you fucking talking about? He looks good for thirty-five, right? Passing as a nineteen-year-old, he looked just as convincing as uh, Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was happy when Alicia Silverstone came in because she, her bat suit was real tight. So. Apparently, she hated it because somebody made fun of her bat suit when she was on set. Like, one of the production people called her fat. <laughs> I didn't think she was fat. I thought she looked good that movie. Yeah, she did. And even then, if you if you did look fat, you knew about this it, it, you know, a long time in advance. You know, just fucking don't eat. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like, I don't think she ever had that issue in that movie. I, you know. No, she didn't. I'm sure, once again, it's just one person being a, a, a dick on set, and she remembers it for a lifetime. You know, that's how that shit works. Yeah. 90s Elisa Silverstone was special. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Now she's fucking batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen those interviews. I've read those things. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Her, her parenting style is way the fuck out there. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. We have like three more as soon as this window wants to load, and then we're going to put this baby to bed, uh, just like Dion. Oh, Kendo, by the way, <laughs> for background, I got me TV on with the Twilight Zone. Would you like to guess which episode's on? Because I have no clue either. I'm going to uh, guess it's the uh, the Eternal Midnight one. Uh, Mr. Dingle the Strong. Nick, would you like to guess a random Twilight Zone episode that's playing uh, in the background? Uh, Mulberry Street. We are all wrong. I believe this is an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Okay. That's a so good one. Is, that is a You know what the story behind that is, right? Uh, no. It's not a Twilight Zone episode. They just licensed oh, a yeah. French film. Yeah. Okay, that that I did know. I thought there was something else that you were going to tell me. Oh, hell no. We watched that in high school. The teacher thought it was important to watch, so I agree. Thank you, Mr. Reardon. You were a good uh, English teacher. So, uh, Headcase Laboratory says, It's awesome that Universal owns both Illumination and DreamWorks. They both are kicking Disney's ass and putting them in a corner with the dunce hat. <laughs> I forgot about the dunce hat. Reminds me of the Twilight Zone, actually. Yeah, dude. It's, it's um, once again, it's it's fun to see the uh, the mouse fall. I always love I always love seeing that. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good time. It's a good time. Them scrambling, trying to, you know, make their money back. And now at the writer's strike, they're losing, you know, money every day now. Um. Speaking of losing money, we're going to talk about Bud Light with Adam Walford. Thank you, Adam. He says, Bud Light has overflowed. It's Fallout 76. They can't give it away. Also, as of Monday, they lost $8 billion, 14 points on the stock market. <laughs> yeah. Damn. What a dumb move. Yeah. Xavier to God. Thank you very much. He says, fuck, Mary kill. Spider-Man 3, Dark Knight Rises, and Iron Man 3. Oh. Mary Spider-Man 3, fuck, Dark Knight Rises, kill Iron Man 3. That's fair. That's fair. I think... Uh, I'll... Oh, you're good, Nick. Okay. Uh, shit. Um, Mary Spider-Man, fuck Iron Man, kill Batman. I will marry Dark Knight Rises, fuck Spider-Man 3, and kill Iron Man 3. I, I can't sit through Iron Man 3 anymore. I don't like it. Uh, and finally, our friend TLJ Screwjob says, Chris Hemsworth did say that when he first read the script for Thor 3 that he thought a five-year-old wrote it. And I also, it's not working. Sorry. Also not working on Thor if Tyke is involved. Uh, really? 
I wish he would have uh, stuck his guns or stuck to his guns so he didn't have more Taika with TD. Uh, well, you know they they added a few more zeros to that yeah. check. He's like, that all right, I'll do bigger. it. Yeah. Well, apparently he's like he's done with Marvel now because he got that diagnosis about um, his brain, right? Yeah, about having like he he has the gene for dementia, so like he's got a wants to take care of himself for his for his kids, so he's trying to fight it and try to figure out, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure he's I'm sure he has enough money to live off of now, so he's good. Oh God, yeah, he's got to be. Let's let's play. This will be our final game of the night. Uh, what is Chris Hemsworth net worth? Uh, Nick, you go first. Eighty million dollars. Uh, Kendo. Ninety. All right. Uh, the correct answer is a hundred and thirty. Mm. Here we go. Yeah, man. He's uh, yeah. He's good. He's good. He's got. He's I think got he's him. fine. Yeah. This is. <laughs> Uh, since it's got um, recommended people, would you like to guess Chris Evans' net worth, Captain America? Uh, is he over or under? One fifty? Yeah, he's over. He's over for sure. I'm, 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 I'm going to say one seventy-five. Under? He's one ten. Really? Oh. He has been spending his money on hookers and blow. That's good to know. That's good to know. Well, Kevin Feige's the winner with a net worth of two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, that would be. Well, I would, I would think it'd be more than that. Why is it two fifty? Well, oh Jesus! It's still fifty million dollars less than Kathleen Kennedy. Gross. Who's yeah. worth a third of a billion dollars? Which, once again, her her working there at that position should be making more. Like these, like I'm, I'm honestly surprised that, that 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 that's their net worth in reality. Like that should it should I would I would think for them being Disney execs, they'd vacuum up all the fucking money. But anyway, uh, I guess cool. I guess not. Would you like... Okay, this is our last thing because it's all on this list in front of me. Can you tell me the number one and number two most successful financially celebrities of all time? They're both still alive. They both do the same job in entertainment. And we like them both for certain things. <laughs> um, and they're George? not actors. Oh, they're not actors? Oh, okay. Oh, Who shit. are you going to guess? Uh... I was gonna say George Clooney, but no, never mind. Okay, <laughs> they're not actors. Bob Iger has to be one of them. Nope. We oh, like okay. I said, we like both of these guys. We like both of them. Okay, okay. Um, like we grew up liking their work and still like their classics. Jeez. He was the most influential director of all time, Nick. John Carpenter. Or no, Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg. Yes, he's number two with eight billion dollars. What the fuck? And George Lucas is the other one. Yes, a ten. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Harrison Ford's only worth three hundred mil. Sorry, Harrison. Oh God. <laughs> only. Only. <laughs> only. I what mean, we need to do is he's, he's eighty years old. We're start spending it now. Yeah. What we should do is uh, give it to us. We should. You know what he should do? We should. He should get in a plane. And, no, that's a bad idea. He shouldn't do that. Yeah. No, stay out of planes. I was going to say Harrison Ford should personally fund the Stealing Solo movie. <laughs> it's like, Harrison, we only need $30 million. He's like, what do you need all that money for? Well, 20 of it is for you. <laughs> oh, so we just need $10 million to make this movie. And, you know, the rest is all your money. <laughs> um, TLJ Screwjob says, watched a Twilight Zone episode in a Yahtzee Holocaust college course. Bad guy went insane reliving past in the camp 
Oh, that's a good that's episode. Revisited. That's a fantastic yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that what? If fucking it, guy. You know what? I'm sure. I'm sure if we if we could get to Harrison Ford and talk to him for like a minute and pitch him on and at least show him the comic, I think he'd be down for it. Making that in all honesty, I think he's old enough now and doesn't care. And he's like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." I the reason I would agree with you is I think it would be I think he would enjoy shitting on Han Solo one more time. It's like, hey, oh yeah, because kill him yeah, off because in he's the not movie. in. Yeah, because he 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 wouldn't be once again he wouldn't be under studio control, and it'd be fine. So yeah, I would just be like, "What do you even want to do? Oh, you want to change up this scene and he add an extra scene of a? He's like, I want an extra fight scene where I fight the the white guy. All right, Kendo, you're gonna fight Harrison Ford in a, in a standoff battle instead of <laughs> okay. the way it goes down in the comic. <laughs> and he's gonna pay for us to get the Star Trek music, you know. Dun, 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 that's like a slap in the face to Star Wars fans. I that like would it. be that would be hilarious. <laughs> Just the Trekkies off too, so it'd be even funnier. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, this is a fun way to close out our uh, our Star Wars night. But man, Death's Head Revisit is such a great Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it is. Have you seen the one with Dennis Hopper? Yes. Uh, fuck. What's it called? It's the one. He's essentially a Yahtzee and. Brings back a mustachioed uh, Charlie Chaplin lookalike. Fucking Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. That's a good one, too. There are a lot of bad ones, but, you know, a lot more good ones. Uh, I think it, that... it, it, uh, the one you're talking about is He's Alive? Yeah, that's the one. Because that's from, like, the fourth series where they were, like, longer episodes. Oh, hour-long ones? Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, Printer's Devil with Burgess Merritt is probably one of the best ones from that set. I remember that one. I had to think about it for a second. It's a very good one. All the Burgess Meredith ones are pretty damn good. Except Mr. Dingle the Strong. Oh, I keep forgetting he's in that one. I keep thinking, uh... Yeah, now I just remember with the stupid aliens on the wheels and shit. That's a fucking terrible episode. (laughs) Terrible. I want some to refund. Aliens, some of those aliens looked at paper mache, and I was like, "What are you guys doing? You guys need, you need to just fucking stop." They're using paper mache. It was the fifties, after all. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the six-hour and twenty-four-minute episode. I have no clue how long we've been on the air, so we're going to put this baby to bed. Nick Kendo, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say? Nope. Uh, free Ayo. <laughs> Let's check in on Dion real quick. Well, at least we know he's still alive. Yeah, that's important. Uh, Folks, I'll tell you, check us back this weekend. We should have some new content out. We're back. WCBS is back. I moved. I brought all the equipment with me to continue the channel. So I'm going to continue that. I'd like to thank all of our new subscribers. We've still had growth during this down period. So thank you very much. And uh, be on the lookout for all kinds of streams, content, and more. Because it's the summer of bullshit, folks. So we're going to have our drunk streams. We're going to have a lot of fun. So hang out. Look. Shit's crazy out in the world. Uh, it keeps getting crazier. So if you're at home, hang out with us. We're going to be around a lot more. We're your buddies online. So let's have some fun this summer together. Uh, but folks, we'll be back next time with more. But in the meantime, be smart, be safe, be cool. But most importantly, always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Dot com.